This week in league, after being a $500,000 joke all season, Adam Blair's finally suspended for pulling someone's leg. Speaking about jokes at the Tigers, Tim Moulton signed a three-year deal with the club. Or has he? Which West Tigers old boy is up the ante on John Hopawati and Robert Louis in the battle for worst person ever? Allegedly. And we'll review all of the action from round 19 of the 2012 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 96 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. So, 96, I just see that 96 and I go, fuck, it's very close to 100 and we haven't done a goddamn thing as far as what we're going to do. I've done heaps of stuff. Okay, like? In my mind. Yeah, you want to share it? Yep. Okay. Popping Cristal at fucking Jay-Z's club in New York. Yeah? Yep. Who's paying for it? Jay-Z. Cool. You got him on the line yet? No. That's, That's... that's the sticking point. Is there any possible way you're ever going to cross paths with him? Um, I'm a pretty good stalker, but not that good. <laughs> so, in other words, we've got... It's absolute, probably not going to be in New York. We've probably gotten fucking nowhere. Or Vegas, on the other hand. Oh, okay. Vegas is a different story than New York, is it? Who's probably not going to be there either. Oh, okay, cool. Unless Las Vegas happens to be a suburb of Brisbane. So, you've... um. Okay, so you've ruled a couple of options out. Do you want to fucking let me know what you've ruled in? Uh, drinks, finger food, and a cake at a pub somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what kind of cake? A cake that I'm going to organise if we get enough people to come along. Maybe we should sell tickets to it. Yeah. And give the money to charity. Maybe. We could do that. What do you think? Yeah, let us know what you reckon. We'll have to find a venue or something. And what we can do is just going to be You're the man together. for the venue, man. We're not going to do like a live show or nothing. We're just going like, to do like a... Just going to be like a get-together, right? Yeah, like a get-together. So we can eat cake and get drunk and eat food. <laughs> Eating cake and getting drunk isn't exactly something that goes together, is it? Fucking bullshit. Anything goes with cake, man. <laughs> especially if it's chocolate cake. <laughs> but yeah, we could probably do that. Um, I mean, whether we actually, you know, we're charging people to do that shit or it's just, you know, it's something we organise and people can rock up or whatever. We need to fucking think about it because it's only a month. <laughs> yes, we have a month to get our acts together. It's like in the middle of and August. right at the moment... We're both feeling a little bit under the weather. Exactly. We're both wallowing in our own self-pity and giving each other zero sympathy. Yeah. I'm not wallowing in self-pity. Yes, you are. You've Just done nothing but talk about how ill you feel since I got here. Yeah, but I don't... Any time you shut up was when we were eating that delicious dinner. I don't fucking pity myself for that, though. It's just, you know, it's just something to be dealt with. Like, you know, Tuesday nights with you, like fucking every other no, trial you should and tribulation do. in my take life. Shroom Tech Immune. Yeah, it's, the only, it's one of the only ones I haven't actually taken and I, you know... Well... You're sick too, motherfucker. Do you take Imagine it? Imagine how sick I'd be if I wasn't taking that. Okay. All right. And last week, we were, last, last week we were, um, the, the, well, you know, not everyone, one person, yeah, Trotters. Which is... So, well, it, was yeah. like an info, it was like an infomercial at the start of the show. Shut yeah, up, Trotters. No shit, you dumb cunt. Of course it's fucking info. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it sounded like that because that's exactly what it fucking was. This is how it works. I want to break it down into simple terms for motherfuckers so they understand what's going and on. And when here. we say motherfuckers, we mean valued Devon listeners. Head. <laughs> yeah, Devon Head and uh, everyone else. You're not that. You're valued listeners. You fall into the opposite category. Um, now, what happened? What the situation is? Is this? I mean, apart from the time it takes to do the show each week, which we both prepare, we're prepared to write that time off. Like, then there's there are other there are the tangible hard costs that go into the running of the show, such as the hosting and stuff like that. Yes, that shit's not free. 
No. And so we, you know, for three years, I mean, we've been pulling out of our own pocket. Damn but straight. It'd be nice to, you know. Merchandise costs, etc. Merchandise, yeah, exactly, exactly. So basically, people, when you buy merchandise, that, that all helps offset the cost of the hosting and stuff. And if you buy any of those things from onit.com as well, we get like a cut, I think 10% or something like that, you know, and which does go towards, um, you know, paying the hosting quite well. Yes. So, um, so go and buy some and use the code TWIL. Yeah, and if you're if you're a um like if you're into like fitness stuff, if you're into working out, uh, if you like you know doing CrossFit or you know shit like like if you're exercising hard, running, uh, like distance running, shit's awesome. I mean, Alpha Brain is something that can benefit anybody. Uh, you know, like office job, anything where you need focus, concentration. Unless you're really really stupid already. It's not. not I want to say it's not like Limitless. No. It's not going to turn people. It's not if you're a Gronk already. It's yeah. not going to turn you into some fucking high rolling pimp. All right. Yeah. It's not an anti-gronk antidote. No, no, I wish it was. And maybe Shroom Tech anti-gronk will come out in the future <laughs> on our suggestion, but it's not on their blueprint just this, just at the moment, okay? Um, you've got the four main products. You've got the Alpha Brain. That's obviously a cognitive enhancing uh, supplement. You've got the Shroom Tech Sport, which is my favorite one. Basically, just lets you work out harder. It kind of it feels like it improves your ability to, um, to you know, suck in oxygen when you're breathing it just feels like you know you 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 uh you don't gas as easily that's that's probably the easiest way i could say it um shroom tech immune is basically something that uh, helps rise up your immune system to stop you getting sick like i am now and it's and much to my detriment it's the only one of their products i haven't actually had yet um and the other one is new mood which is um yeah, there's a lot of grumpy cunts on Twitter lately, and I mean, I might as well segue straight into that. New yes. Mood is something that basically, uh, it's a mood enhancer. You know, uh, people would take things like uh, uppers and stuff like that, like clinical clinical drugs. Obviously, it's not going to be something of that kind of power, but it is certainly that um, something that uh, can lift your mood and uh, just make you feel a bit better. And my fucking God, Twitter lately needs it. Hasn't it been just a cesspool of bitches moaning and fucking carrying on like fucking taking shit off. way too seriously settle the fuck down they just need to they need, need to rename it to something else imbo how about that <laughs> imbo fest um i can't I really still continue my love affair with twitter and there's some fucking amazing people on there i love it jeez there's some cocks yeah yeah, and, and, and you know and what? You know what? There's even some people that are normally rational and logical people that I really enjoy interacting with. Just lately, for fuck's sake, yeah, settle the fuck down. I mean, if I had to draw a line on when shit started getting crazy, it was probably either in the lead up to or the immediate aftermath of the third Origin game. And we'll get to the to the preview of the uh, Manly Dogs game, but oh, oh, isn't it ramped up in me. advance? And, of but that? I mean, Manly Dogs that that's just been going on all year, and even before this game was like you know it's you know been going for a couple of weeks now, and it's just been building up, and it's been getting fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like some of the shit. Once um, full time Monday night came, oh. it was like right, hey, next game, sweet Dogs Manly, initiate Gronk process. Yeah, but I mean, even the same the same thing happened with um the the East and South game. Mm. And not only the, and not only that was a bunch of gronks going at it. The fucking Roosters Club sanctioned that shit. Yeah, and they they, they had this whole campaign on on um, social media, like oh you know love to hate South and all this sort of stuff. And they were actually endorsing like, it, in, in, encouraging that sort of shit. Yeah, so um, you know just remember, folks. Just saying, next time someone gets bashed or there's a fucking riot, yeah, or a massive all in at the footy, it's because of Twitter. So we'll fuck down. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I just think people need to realise that when you're on Twitter, it's a public forum and, um, you know, 
We train. We're good. You and I, we're good. But some of these motherfuckers out there, <laughs> you might say something to the wrong person and you might run into that person in real life. And when yeah. you run into that person in real life, you might stand like sort of 10, 15 meters back and look like white as a sheet, you know, for fear of fucking <laughs> personal confrontation <laughs> with those people that you fucking antagonize. Because your keyboard, Twitter. the cord to your keyboard just hasn't quite stretched that far from your house to the footy. And, and I'll like, be perfectly honest, I mean, I've been hitting the head with a keyboard before. I know what it feels like. <laughs> you know what? I'd much rather be hitting the head with a keyboard than with a fucking shin or a fucking <laughs> fist. <laughs> because quite, I, had, I did it for a, a stunt thing for like a, a video that we were recording at work. And, um, and let me tell you, it's nothing. There's nothing. Trust me, keyboard warriors. Bring your fucking keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your keyboard. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. Sa- it's not gonna save you from the person that you fucking antagonise. And like you know, we, you know, we got pretty you know thick skins. I mean, we put ourselves out there every week on the show, so we don't really give a fuck about you know people giving us shit back because you know obviously we give a shit in the show and everything. You know, but we've got the perfect forum to to dish it out, and I like to think that we're uh, fairly adept at taking it too. Yeah. Uh, but there's some people on Twitter that like to sling it. Oh. Don't like to cop it massively. Massively, and I say once again, settle the fuck down. Exactly, just love each other, everyone. Be good to each other. Give each other love. (laughs) Maybe a little grope here and there. Maybe a little touchy feely. Some oil. A little bit of whipped cream. Okay, let's hit some news. No, I'm, I'm laughing about something Glenn said off air. <laughs> Not certainly laughing about this very hilarious. Very this I tell is you, a very very serious story in, indeed. Former player Craig Field has been charged with murder. He's been remanded in custody on the charge of murder following an alleged fight at Kingscliff. Uh, grievous bodily harm charges against Field 39, a former Rabbitohs captain, and his friend Sean Fathers 41 were upgraded when the man they allegedly hit, Kelvin Kane, died of massive head injuries. Police allege the three got into an argument at the Kingscliff Hotel on the far north coast while drinking on Sunday afternoon, but it wasn't until the pub was closing around 9.15pm that a fight broke out in the car park. During the brawl, Mr Kane, a farmer, fell and hit his head, causing a brain hemorrhage. When paramedics arrived, he was unconscious and members of the public were frantically performing CPR. He was rushed to Tweed Heads Hospital where he spent Sunday night in a critical condition but with no chance of recovery, his family made the heartbreaking decision to turn off his life support yesterday. Um... We go on to say uh, the police uh, superintendent said that there was a confrontation during the afternoon and evening at the closing of the hotel that moved to the car park where it took a violent turn. They knew each other. It was one significant punch that led this man to fall to the ground and hit his head, which has caused significant injuries. Uh, shortly after the assault, they went to Fields' house, arrested both men, and um, yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> Fucking hardcore story. Probably comes as no surprise to you, Nathan, that I've got a big mouth. And this no, is something that's I'm been surprised. identified by my wife. Numerous times. Many, many times. Me, my wife, your other friends' wives, pretty much anyone who's ever crossed your path. Yes, or listen to this show. Yes. Or so we're talking like literally 10,000 people yeah. out there <laughs> that have identified. A, a week. <laughs> that you have a, uh, a... But yes, please go on. And uh, my wife, as I said, has identified this and she's... Uh, I also have a fairly uh, ordinary temper. Yes. Such. And a lot of people are aware of this. Why? It was only half an hour ago when you were telling me about an altercation at work. <laughs> yeah. just, just it happened today. So, um, 
and I do get called angry quite a lot of the time. I don't know that that's overly accurate, but I do give people um, some fairly unadulterated sprays at times, and and I say it's warranted. But also, it can lead at times to situations escalating. Um, and my wife's advice is: someday, somewhere, somehow, you're going to end up in some giving someone a spray or getting into some sort of physical altercation, and someone's going to, you know. There might be more than one person involved on the other side. She goes, I'm not trying to diminish your manhood or whatever. Just saying, there's a chance that someone could crack you. You could get hit in the wrong spot, fall the wrong way, knock your head. Yep. Dead. Yep. And you see it all the time. I just, is it really worth it? Exactly. You know, if well, it gets, escalates to a point, I've probably talked myself into and out of more fights than I care to remember. Yep. But if it escalates to that point and a guy dies... Yeah. And he leaves his family behind. Yeah. Is it is it really fucking worth it? Exactly. What could they possibly have been arguing about? Exactly. You know? I mean... I don't yeah. condone... I'm sure there's fault on both sides to, to the fact that people have been asked outside to, to settle things, you know, sort things out or whatever. But when you think of the end result, and I know, you know, when tempers and, and you know, things get um, heated... It's hard to, to think logically, but fuck hell, you know, a guy's dead. Exactly. He's left his family behind. Over something that probably wasn't anything fucking massive. What, what could be place. worthy I mean, of that? It'll it'll mean you know. it'll it'll come out, um, you know, as the case takes place and everything, it'll come out and I would be very, very surprised if it was anything more heinous than like, you know, that guy telling Benji that Lockie was better than him. Yeah. You know, it'll probably be something fucking stupid like that that's escalated to the point where, you know... And I feel, I feel bad... For, oh, I feel especially bad for the victim. Yeah. And, and his family. But also Craig Field and, and the other gentleman. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but, you know, what are their families going through? You know, they're going to have yeah. to be accountable for their actions, but they're going to leave people behind too. Yep. You know? Yep. Loved ones and kids and wives and all the rest of it. It's... What a fucking horrible situation. It's just, it's so frustrating. You see so much of it. You go out and people get, you know, a few drinks under their belt and think they're Dolph Lundgren. This is the thing is, we, like, you and I are of a similar age. And like, I don't remember. You're fucking way fucking, older than me, dude. I'm about fucking two years, if that, older than you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And I, in our day, I mean, I don't know what, you know, where you were partying when you were 18, but like when you go and even, even back when I was 18, even like the valley was like, you know, a fucking shithole that you'd, you'd rather, you know, you'd rather avoid. Yeah, it's changed heaps. Uh, but even with people getting in fights and stuff, I just don't remember this instance of people getting fucking hit in the ground and hitting, hitting their heads and, and dying and shit. Yeah. It's chicken steroids. Must be. Well, people's, maybe the human, you know, skulls evolving to be more like fucking eggshells. Maybe. But it just seems to be more of a thing, not just today, but like, you know, let's say the last five years than it was, you know. If I can say once again, ago. Nathan. Yeah. Settle the fuck down. Exactly. People. Just fucking calm down, all right. Listen yeah. to this show. Have a laugh. Like, in. in Have in, a bit of a laugh. Feel the love. Smack. Grope each other. Smacking Get someone a bit out of oil. the pub. Bit of whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> smacking someone out of the pub. Sorry, I'm sorry to tell you, you angry small people. Not going to make your dick any bigger. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. I've tried all sorts and, uh, of ways to make as, it bigger, as, but it's, as it's not your, happening. As do your Twitter people, you know, your e-penis can be as big as you like, but I mean, when it comes down to it, if you're ever fucking so lucky as to find a woman, it'll be like feeding a tic-tac to a whale, and guess what? Surprise, surprise. It's like a savlo in a hallway. All that shit talking you were talking about on the internet, it's not going to fucking make her feel any more, <laughs> any more satisfied <laughs> at what you're given. <laughs> 
So just calm down. I think the motto of this story, once again, is settle fuck down. Exactly. Suspension news. I've got no good news this week. Fucking literally no good news. Suspension news. South Sydney's goal of finishing the NRL top four is going to take a massive hit with Isaac Luke facing a four-game ban. The Rabbitohs and New Zealand star was hit with a grade two dangerous throw for his 17th minute hit on Sean Kenny Dow, two dads, in last night's miraculous win over the Sydney Roosters. With two non-similar offences in the past two years adding to his loading, Luke faces a four-week ban if he challenges a charge and is found guilty, or a three-week ban if he takes the early guilty plea, which I suspect might be the way he ends up going. Um, also in suspension news, Sam Cassiano, he is going to fight his grade two careless tackle charge. He was placed on report for the swinging arm, which floored Fui Fui Moi Moi in Friday night's big win over Parramatta. Cassiano uh, doesn't have a lot to lose. I think he's going to get a week anyway if he took the guilty plea or fails to beat the charge. So either way, he's, I guess it's worth it. Um, but if his appeal is unsuccessful at Rugby League Central uh, tomorrow night, as we are recording it, uh, he'll also grab another 95 carryover points on top of the one-week ban, so he's going to be very close to the win for another suspension in the future. Look, they've, uh, it's that time of year where you know clubs that are, are vying for spots in the top eight and, more importantly, in the top four, um, such as South and the Dogs, are going to probably roll the dice with their key players if they are in trouble at the judiciary to try and beat the charges. Yep. But it is a pretty strong risk. You know, Luke is is an in- integral part of, of what South's doing at the moment and uh, he's playing some good footy. And, you know, for him to be out for, you know, even one extra week if they find themselves in a bit of a hole and he's gone for an extra week as a result of contesting the charge. And same for Cassiano. Um, you know, it could have a, a pretty detrimental effect to, to where they position themselves in the top eight by the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. Both sides. I mean, you know, they're not the only players that these sides have. I think, you know, Luke's far more key than Cassiano is, but Cassiano, he's, he's just playing well. He's having a solid year. Absolutely. And, I, and you know, just on their, their individual charges, I don't know what... I don't, I don't know that Luke's got any real grounds to appeal anything. No, no. He, Cassiano definitely has a case to, to make there, but... Given his history and everything, Luke needs to take that that uh, that guilty uh, guilty plea and cop the three weeks and take it like a man, because, you know, it's not the first time he's been done. I mean, yeah. he's got a long history. Yeah, I think he's going to go for a row regardless. Cassiano, I mean, I guess depending on how you, you know, how you feel about the Bulldogs, it tends to be the way that I've seen on, on Twitter, <laughs> you know, the way the lines go. I mean, generally Bulldogs fans are like, oh, he's falling into it, you know, but, you know, that's why they have careless charge, you know. Sure. They don't have to say it doesn't have to be deliberate. You didn't have to mean it, um, and you. Can't. I think it was pretty unlucky in the fact that, you know, if you look at where the impact would have been made had Fui stayed on his feet, yeah, it would have been nowhere near the head. And the fact that it all happened in a split second, yeah, it's hard to. Um, I think you look at the result. Of, you, you look at the result of it as well, and you know he was, uh, you know, dude was he was rubbed out for the entire match. Yeah, it's a um, fucking effort to knock Fui out. <laughs> fucking exactly, oh, exactly. Must have been a, a bit of a sledgehammer that he threw there, but um, yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with that one. And like I said, he's got no, uh, there's no real downside to it. Uh, he can either take an early early plea and get a week or fail to beat the charge and get a week. So mm. it's really just carryover points. And I guess at this time of the year, he'd just be like, you know, one week, you know, zero weeks is better than one week, no matter what the cost. And, you know, he may come to regret it down the road with, if he ends up with 95 yeah, carryover see, I mean, points there as well. But You know, if the dogs were to make a charge to the grand final and he, uh, and something a similar incident happened in the preliminary <laughs> final or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, he could just do it. He could he could do another another high tackle and get, and get two weeks instead of one with 95 yeah. carryover points. Exactly. 
Injury news, the Bulldogs, while we're on them, injury blow with uh, Dean Hallitow has been ruled out for eight weeks with a ruptured medial ligament. Uh, he suffered it in uh, Friday night's win over the Eels, and he won't be back until the second week of the f- of the finals in that case. Um, also, Doggies, Trent Hodkinson is out for the season with a shoulder injury. He suffered playing New South Wales Cup at the weekend, uh, so a pretty poor year for him. I mean, he sort of lost his place in the side after he had a knee injury, came back off the bench in rounds 11 and 12, uh, hasn't been seen in first grade ever since, and uh, now he won't be, at least for the rest of this year. Uh, What's the go there? Yeah, well, Des, the dollars Des, he's earning. Des didn't, Des, the reason why he's dog is because Des didn't want him because Cherry was better. That's the reason why he was allowed yeah, to leave. Yeah, and, and he's been proven right there. But yeah. Chris Kerning's playing halfback for the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Yeah, I think the uh, I, I think it's I think the, Des needs to settle the fuck down. I think I think the uh, the what would you call it? You know, the emergence of uh, of Reynolds perhaps has uh, has kind of masked you know Keating <laughs> like Keating's deficiencies. Fucking Hodkinson <laughs> on one leg's better than Chris Keating on five legs. Yeah, but there you go. He's been in New South Wales Cup and now he's out for the season. Uh, who else we got here? Ashley Graham. Uh, he suffered a small ankle fracture in the Cowboys' win over Melbourne on Saturday night, so he's out. And uh, so that brings Khalifa Fifi Lower back into the side, and that's for his fifth game of the season after playing the full season last year and playing for New Zealand as well. So uh, he's had a certain second-year syndrome big time. Definitely. He may even be the winner if we have a second-year syndrome award. <laughs> I think he'd have to be close to the winner. Um, who else we got here? Luke Kelly, 5'8 for Parramatta. He's been all right since he's uh, moved up to the Eels. He's going to miss six weeks with a fractured eye socket. Um, he's uh, going to do very well to play again this year, given Parramatta aren't going to get anywhere near the finals. Uh, looking at six weeks, there's seven weeks to the end of the season. So, yeah, uh, he won't require surgery. He's just... Uh, Got to sit it out, basically. Dangerous injury, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jared Hayne, you know, he won't be returning uh, early uh, this week against uh, for the game against Melbourne. So uh, he's still suffering from that foot injury. Uh, who else have we got here? Dale Copley, up to six weeks with a fractured leg. What is it with the Broncos and their fractured legs? Yeah. Uh, J- Jack Reed, same thing two weeks ago. And uh, now Copley's got it as well. Um, he did it very early on in the piece. They the need a milk Warriors. sponsor. Broncos. Don't they? Don't they? Uh, he's expected to miss four to six weeks, which uh, opens the door for Lachlan Maranta or Aaron Whitchurch to come back in this weekend and uh, take his spot. Both of whom have done pretty well in their limited opportunities for the Broncos in first grade. Yeah, Maranta's probably uh, been been flashier, flashier player, yeah, and he's been training uh, on in uh, Copley's left wing position uh, in the build-up for this Titans clash. Uh, he says he'll be, he'll be available for the Broncos finals campaign, though, so uh, it's a fractured fibula. Um, similar to Jack Reed, they say. Okay, and uh, that's it for injury news. Fucking, there's a lot of injury news. They're I dropping like flies. Don't often like to report on injury injury news, but um, but I just there's so much. Yeah, Galloway's out was, for well, at least yeah. This what week. happened? To, yeah, and what Shoulder, happened? Shoulder AC joint. I remember I, I saw him three weeks. I saw him leaving the field in that game, and mm. um, yeah, so he's out for a little while, and that's actually going to move Adam Bre- Adam Blair to prop. Yeah, I think she's his so, best position. Soft up front, Tigers. Please, Adam Blair. My God, may as well put a fucking crocken bush up there. <laughs> Is that like a blue waffle? <laughs> you had to fucking go there again, didn't you? The blue waffle thing was hilarious too. And how many people... I said... People don't listen... Clearly they don't listen to what I say. I mean, I clearly well, said, don't exactly. Google it. I've never listened to a word you've said in three years. Yeah, and I said, don't Google it. I, you were there. You heard me say, don't Google it. And so what happens? We get tweets going, uh, I, I definitely didn't it. Google it. I Googled it. You did shove it in my face though. Yeah, I did shove it in your face though because, you know... you, sh- you had no- And then you put your pants back on. Yeah, exactly. All right, now, uh, next thing... Tim Alton got a new deal to back out of. Uh, 
it's a bit of a the story that I have here in front of me. It's a bit of a ambulance uh, story for Tim Moulton saying that you know he's uncertain of his future, made his form uh, be shit, and now he's signed a three year deal. He's going to play well again. You know. Interesting in that story, he also admits that the uh, the Cogra experience, um, where he went down Scarred to Cogra him. and um, didn't he cop it? Yeah, and rightfully yeah. so from the Dragons fans, and uh, it did affect his game that night and his confidence thereafter, and uh, he's shown a few glimpses. In, uh, in recent weeks, but hopefully with a, a bit of more certainty over his future now, and he's not going to be reneging on any more deals, he can uh, yeah, put his best foot forward and start playing some decent footy for the Tigers. And the beautiful thing that I take away from that story is that um, fans, you can destroy players mentally. So fucking, if you've got a player you don't like and he's playing against your team, comes to your home ground, just give it to him. You could you, you could actually fracture their brain. <laughs> Reminds me of the episode of Simpsons back in like season two of The Simpsons in the early days when they had the when Mr. Birds assembled the softball team with the ringers. You know, they, and you got the Daryl Strawberries on the on the side and Lisa and Parta going, Daryl, Daryl, and he's like, oh, he's a professional sportsman. It just rolls right off his back. The camera switches to Daryl Strawberry, just like a tear rolls down his face. <laughs> Same thing happened at Cogra with Timmy Moulton. There you go. A mate of mine. Um, loves to tell a story about he's a big Broncos fan and uh, there was a game at ANZ Stadium up here before they moved to Lang Park God that was um, a shit place to watch footy yeah yeah very very ordinary um, but he, he loves to tell a story his most hated player was Scott Goulet of all people why I, I don't know why he's a strange man but he does like to tell a story about how he uh, fractured Scott Goulet's brain in the fact that every time that poor bastard got the ball, he was just screaming at the top of his lungs, giving it to him about how shit he was. Yeah. And um, at the end of the game, sort of, Scott Goulet was out on the towards the wing. Yeah. And there in the front row, just like giving it to him. And he's sort of giving him a bit of a look like, what the fuck did what? I ever do to you guys? <laughs> Scott Goulet of all people. If you're going to hate someone, I mean, hate on someone with a bit of talent. Yeah, exactly. I play for the Dragons, motherfuckers. Exactly, exactly. I can't really think. Of I mean, he's very nearly like in the same boat as Tim Moulton. Yeah, I remember seeing. I remember seeing. Uh, light. I remember seeing tears from Mark Gazzini when um at uh at Brookvale Oval when uh, Manly beat the Dragons in the semi-finals in uh, in the first round of the finals in 2008, and that was the last game before he went over to to go to rugby. And so there was a massive chant went off in the hill, you know, saying you know, "fuck off to rugby." And yeah, and there were some tears there from him as well. And I'd like to think that it was you know in a small way it was because of us, but it was probably because he was like hugging his teammates and shit, and he realised probably because he was going away to to a, to a foreign land where people smell, and he had to wear a pink jersey everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or well, uh, AKA the. Uh, the, the New Zealand Warriors women in league strip. That's probably the closest that thing. That was classy. <laughs> that was a classy piece of work. It was almost identical. The Stade Francois jersey. Yeah. Uh, with the purple fringe of panties on it. Yeah. Give me a break. Recaps. Okay, let's look at the action from the last round of NRL action. And we kicked off Friday night football with the Canterbury Bulldogs 32, defeating the Parramatta Eels 12 in front of a crowd of 31,102 people at ANZ Stadium. Not a bad crowd for a Friday night match, really. Definitely. The points, they came from a double to Jonathan Wright, double to Josh Morris, also tries to Josh Reynolds and Ben Barber. 
no dose. I almost said Captain Snooze. No dose. Christian Inu got four of six on the goals. Parramatta, they had uh, two tries. One to Ryan Morgan, one to Ken Seo. Two of two conversions to Luke Burt. The Benny Barber show rolls on. Very, very Benny Barber show-ish in the first, well, it must have felt like, you know, sort of 10, 10, 15 minutes, wasn't it? I put a bit of a call out um, on Twitter in regards to Benny Barber's form over the last sort of four, uh, say, month of football. Um, it was probably a couple of months, really. Yeah. And I said it wasn't a million miles away from what Jared Hayne was putting together back in 2009, where he's, he's still living off. He's still eating off that. Yeah. And um, the responses were generally from Canterbury fans. Shit, yeah, we agree from everywhere else going. Yeah, but there was other people, like, there know, was other people saying, no way, Jared Hayne. Yeah, Parramatta fans saying that. Yeah, and other people didn't respond at all. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes out the Daly M if he keeps this up, much yeah, like be, Jared Hayne did. He'd be accumulating some points at the minute. Definitely. He's fucking untouchable. Yeah, I like Josh Morris too. He's getting that... Absolutely, he, but he's just getting that aura about him when he does run the ball back or when he's in and around the ruck. Teams almost get paralysed yeah. trying to wonder what he's going to do, and the next thing he's he's gone. Yeah, I'd, I would be inclined at this point if I were uh, if I was a, a a halfback or a five eight something, I'd, I'd be inclined to just find the line, kick it dead. Yeah, just nullify him. I mean, teams have done it in the past to players. Perhaps it was to to Hayne or maybe it was Billy Slater, but um, you know, why why put yourself through that? You know, open yeah. field, open field spectacle. If you if you don't have confidence in your team's kick chase, just fucking put it and put it over the line. Put it dead. Put it dead. Whatever you got to do. It, you know, do whatever. Touch and goal. You know, better standing start at the twenty than it is to you know getting fucking because he's going to get over the twenty anyway. Yeah. Unless you 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 know you it's an attacking bomb or something like that. And you know, I still don't think that his demons with the bombs are completely uh, left him yet. I think uh, given enough pressure, you know, he can make mistakes, and he did in this game as well. But the thing is, I think teams are, are also a bit worried if they do put a bomb up yeah. and he does catch it, yeah. and their chase isn't so good, or yeah. their guys overrun the ball. Yeah. Instant away. Yeah. Broken field situation, and he carves yeah. you up, and, and you're back to square one. It's yeah. interesting. You mentioned Morris. I think. Um, between Barber, Morris, and Josh Reynolds, they're doing this spectacular stuff, but I want to give a bit of a rap to Michael Ennis. I think he's... And, and I'm loath to rap Michael Ennis. I was going to say, well, where the hell is this coming from? I just think he's holding it together. He, he's probably got less of that bullshit in his game this year than, than seasons past. And he just seems to be, without doing anything overly spectacular or, or dominant around the ruck, he just seems to be holding it together and getting that interchange of pass and going with his first couple of strides out of dummy half um, and, and getting a, a good pass, good flat ball to the forwards to get that interchange of passing happening and, and the guys like Reynolds and Morris and Barber play off the back of that and it's all very spectacular. But yep, yep. Um, I just wonder if that's a credit to Des for, for maybe he's been in Ennis's ear and... and Sort of instructing him how to be a bit better leader and, and different ways it's that he can influence the team. Ear, though, I don't think. Because, Sorry, I mean, it's not even about being in his ear because I mean you've seen it earlier in the season he got hooked heaps of times. Yeah, you know when um maybe you just learnt from that. Yeah, I think you know it might have yeah you know, kind of been like a a real uh, brute force sort of attitude readjustment or something. Yeah, like I just that. I, a lot of what he's doing is going unnoticed, and generally he's one of the first people to talk about when you talk about the dogs. But um, he's not he's barely being mentioned. But I think he's playing as good, if not better, than what he has you know for the last season or so. Yeah, I think Para again they showed some effort. The scoreline doesn't really dictate how this game actually no, went. Really. I mean, the dogs did shoot out a really quick start. But Parramatta, then they, you know, they clawed it back and they really got themselves back into this game. They got it back to about what was it 16-12? 
Yeah, um, I think it was at one stage. And I think it was 16-6 at one point. And then, I, yeah, said half time it was even 16-6. And then they got it back to 16-12. And they looked like that they were, you know, kind of building. And you know what? This is the thing. Canterbury, at the end of the day, they had a 32-12 win. But they looked fucking terrible at times in this game for a large portion of the game. There was a big lapse game. there at one yeah. stage. I just, I feel for the Eels fans, it must be such a disappointment given the, some of the talent in that side. But at the moment, all we can expect from, you know, the team that's essentially going to be 2012's Wooden Spoon is, is that they show a decent effort. Yep. Despite some of the names in the side, it's it must be very disappointing for them. They went into the season with so much hope and, and this is what they've yep. ended up with. Um, not the first time it's happened to them, but it's um, it's pretty disappointing. Just on Cassiano, I think he's going to be, uh, as I mentioned earlier, he's going to be unlucky to be suspended, but I wouldn't be surprised given some of the rulings that the, the judiciary's handed down. I wouldn't be down. surprised at all. I think he definitely needs to get suspended. I mean, and yeah, it's unlucky, but at the end of the day, you know, it happens. And there's, there's contact been... with the head and there's plain bad luck and I, I think he's going to be a victim of it. And there's lots of tackles that are like you see have deliberate purpose to them. A lot of the shoulders that have slipped up that people have been getting suspended for. And um, this this one, I mean, you see some unlucky, you know, ones that weren't met as well. I mean, there's T-Rex was unlucky fucking with that Isaac de Goyce one at the start of the year too. He got seven weeks for fucking something. He had no intention of, you know, he didn't go high, he didn't do anything. He got him right around the middle just because Isaac de Goyce was fucking midget and his yeah. momentum flipped him, you know, in a weird position. Seven weeks for that, so you know, unlucky. Unfortunately, doesn't have a lot to do with it. Um, that's why they got a careless charge, and I think he's going to cop it as a result. Okay, can I go to Twitter? Sure. Bemson Meister gets the honours, of course, of leading off, and said uh, it was further to run around Sandow than to go the length of the field for Barber. <laughs> Hash fat ass. Sammy uh, S. Barulius, you might as well put a turnstile in a jersey and call it Sandow. <laughs> this is the theme. Having our list is just hammered him. Oh, absolutely destroying him. Um, Dashing Dan one that uh, paying to watch Para is like paying to enter a trivia night with Mark Gaznier as your team captain. <laughs> Hash waste of money. Hash like Sandow. Uh, Michael Darren <laughs> seventy nine. Step off Benji Marshall. Ben Barber is the NRL fans' favourite. Comments. Oh, at the moment I wouldn't be surprised to uh, to hear that. I'm not surprised to hear it, and you know. Benji's time is now. Yeah. End of the season. Run towards the finals. Final series. Benji stamps his class all over it. Takes out the premiership. Back to being king of the kids. As a, as a, as a lover of rugby league, I've never been entertained by Benji Marshall, so I'm more inclined to agree with Michael Darren's comment right now. Uh. <laughs> that comment was purely you know, to inflame me. He's no, he's no, you know, Brett but Stewart I've told or myself Steve to the fuck down. I've been entertained mightily by Steve Matai. Mm. He, ent- I mean, he entertains the children. Some as people well. like to pull the wings off flies too, Nathan. You can't, <laughs> you know, you can't criticise people for the shit things that they're entertained by, like Steve Maddai Bemson and pulling Meister. the wings off flies. Bemson Meister, no one's got near Barber tonight. Due to his amazing girth, everyone in the world is always near Sandow. <laughs> Ash badass. I think he's trying to get that to catch on. Uh, what do we got here? Of course, Trotters at Devonhead. Willie Tonga fucks more tries than Chris Sandow eats pies. That's a lot. Willie Tonga, how about his decline? I Tonga mean, in decline. Maybe he was getting... Um, not the country. I mean, clearly he was... Yeah, I hope not, I hope not the country. Um, but clearly he was being fed, you know, better quality ball when he was up in the Cowboys, you know, coming from JT. But fuck, he's become, like, exceptionally ordinary since he's been in the years. Um, Solzy 4 The Bulldogs look atrocious. Lucky they're playing para. Big win for Manly next week. 
Jesus. Big so, call. And, and Solzy, not even a Manly fan. He's a Canberra fan. I just want to make that clear. It's not like some sort of plant. And a delusional cock by the sound of it. GT351 underscore Johns, who's changed his Twitter name to say no to SBW. <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy game, but I'll take a 20-point win. Awesome crowd and seven in a row. Go Bulldogs, sucked in, grubbed out. Magic and Morris and Nodos. I don't know. It's like it's kind of like comma, Magic and Morris and Nodos. So you're saying sucked into your own players? I don't get, you know, I don't know what you're doing, GT. You're fucking, you've gone <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. You've gone mental. He's busy starting wars on Twitter too. He he actually, he does get into it a little bit, doesn't he? He loves it. He loves it. He, he's, uh, he can get lippy. Oh, he does get lippy. Can get lippy. Tell just had to say, shut the fuck up. Just I like, have to tell him to settle the fuck down. I don't know, just fucking sit, just, just shut up. I'll just, I'll just take my name out. I'm just fucking sick of, li- I'm just sick of my thing, <laughs> Twitter firing up with your bullshit. Because it's always the same shit. Um, next game, the Brisbane Broncos, Fuvizella of the round. Brisbane Broncos, 10. Defeated New Zealand Warriors, 8. At Suncorp Stadium, uh, it was pretty poor weather, 32,000 Pretty fans. poor weather, that's Pissing an understatement. Did you get soaked or did you have a poncho or something? Or I did you? have a poncho, but... Um, Turns out that my jeans from the uh, knee down. Soaked. Soaked. Shoes, soaked. Yeah. On the train, dickheads. Yeah. There's two brothers. Yeah. With those, you know, those Lottie Lock things. Yeah, Bronco versions. Bronco off. version and a Warriors version. Brothers, one's mm-hmm. a Warrior, one's a Bronco. Mm. Both cockheads. Makes sense. I can see it. Um, Just shouting ridiculous bullshit on, the, on a packed train. I'm just sitting there in my soaked fucking jeans, cold... Sick, tired, listening to fucking idiots. And you hadn't even gone. You hadn't even done this in the aid of going to watch your own team. I know. I actually sat there with a mate, and our other mate who normally comes with us, um, tells us, you know, like in the afternoon or lunchtime. Sorry, boys, not going to make it tonight. Yep. If you want my ticket, come pick it up. <laughs> so we said, "Fuck you." <laughs> so then we went. Okay, we'll just go on our own. And the heavens opened up. Yeah. And it pissed with rain. And we're sitting there. I was sitting there with my arms in the poncho and the little hood on. And it's fucking bucketing down. Yeah. And there's water streaming down my fucking head. And I looked at him and said, geez, we're, you know, we're committed. We're committed footy fans. Yeah. And he goes, especially you. Because at least I'm here to watch my own fucking team. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, if this was a Tigers game, wouldn't see me for fucking dust. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, it was a pretty tough game in tough conditions for the players, and I experienced it firsthand as far as uh, trying to watch it, which was yeah. tough to do in stages. Just didn't let up. The Warriors, well, I thought they had enough ball and field position to win the game twice. Well, the, Warriors, but the Warriors were the better team, quite frankly. Their ball handling at, at key points uh, really let them down, and only some of it could really be excused given the conditions. It, I was disappointed because I thought they were, uh, you know, about to start a bit of a run towards the back end of the season, similar uh, to what the Tigers are about to do. But it was the Broncos that really hung tough, and and they were also off their best, I thought. Um, but the uh, the Warriors they had a large last ditch play to take it out. They very nearly pulled very off. Very near. But I just want to mention the the fucking refereeing towards as that that last couple of minutes of the game. Yeah, there was. At least two blatant forward passes that, for the Warriors that weren't picked up. There was two knock-ons. Yeah. One of which was... One, you could probably give them the benefit of the doubt. The other one was a blatant Blade, knock-on. Yeah. They said, play on. And then there was a six-to-go call. Yeah. As well, all in the space of a few minutes. 
And the next minute, the Warriors are kicking ahead and looking like they're going to pull off a match-winning try. Um, if they... Dude, there would have been a riot. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that... Uh, you know, I want to give the crowd a rap. There was 32,000 people in those conditions. Um, and it, yet again, the Kiwi contingent. Yeah, I mean, We've I experienced some Broncos that, fans. But yeah, some Broncos fans were saying it felt like they were, you know... Man, it was fairly intimidating. Yeah. I thought it was much like the... The test match yeah. when we went down to Skilled and it felt like we were at Eden Park. Yeah, yeah. Um, really big Kiwi contingent at the game, and they deserve. They a certainly rap. would have swelled the numbers uh, far more mm. than you know the weather would have been, you know allowed. Absolutely. So, um, Twitter, Cambo ninety six with the filth as usual. James Maloney is a useless cunt. He could kick his own dog zero out of three in the first half. <laughs> So yeah, and that's that's something that you know needs to be needs to be mentioned there. I mean, I the one the the one just before half time was pretty much from dead in front. He missed it. Yeah, yeah. He uh, oh from two uh, as far as conversions are concerned, plus a penalty that he missed as well. Yeah. And um, you know, conversely, the Broncos they only scored the one try, but uh, Corey Parker got two penalties and uh, and the conversion on that try. So goal kicking, you know, right there, it cost them a win. They should have won the game, but they couldn't. You know, he wasn't good enough on the kicks, and usually Definitely. he's fairly reliable. Um, yeah. The Foley. Said uh, that, that's a T H E P H O L E Y. Maloney is to goal kicking what Vatavai is to ball handling. I.e., he has the ball handling skills of a Catholic nun. Got- you see that teams really just keep pumping away. They just keep drilling the ball towards Vatavai yep. and just know that law of averages are going to dictate Something's he's going to cough up yep. at least two mistakes. Yep. Yep. If you can capitalise on those, you're golden. You know. Yeah. <laughs> there's twelve points. Yeah. Exactly. So. Chambo 33, Broncos Warriors was made so much worse with Ray Hadley's jibber-jabber. Hash TV on mute, hash boring commentator three-quarter. <laughs> and that's true. I mean, he's, yeah, this is the thing you wouldn't have seen. You, know, you, had, you had the range to deal with. The people at home had uh, Hadley to deal with. Had Ray. Yeah, uh, and what have we got here? Tall Hayden. Thiday hasn't copped a blow to the chin like that since the three-way in the toilets with Darius Boyd. How tough is that prick? He was pretty tough, actually. The fact that he jogged off. Yeah. Not the whole way, but... The last, you know, 10 metres off the field, yep. jogged off he after take copping a, a knee to the face from Manu Vatavai. Yeah. So, I mean, you imagine, you know, in blue, he could take a punch. Well, that dude's got the Ray Mercer chin. That's bringing up a name from the past, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Eddie NZ, great tough win by the Brisbane Broncos, but even I had to turn off the commentary. Wrong names, biased, and missed a heap of calls. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, common. I had uh, New Zealanders complaining about the commentary Wow. And when Kiwis complain about the commentary, you know, when we've got to be subjected to, you know, husband and his like, yeah. Hanley, 1993. Looks like Scott... Oh, hang on a minute. Wrong game. Well, Hanley, we'll file you and we'll bring you back in a future game. How about that? Excellent. <laughs> All right, next game. <sighs> Terrible times down at uh, Newcastle. Newcastle Knights, 32, defeated the mighty Manly Seagulls, 6. Front of a crowd of just over 20,000. in this game, champ. Yeah, their tries. They had a double to McManus, a double to Uate Pate, Tyrone Robertson, Dane Gagai got one. Uh, Roberts kicked actually okay in this game for the first time ever, four out of six. And uh, Manly had a try to Brent Kite, conversion to uh, Jamie Lyon. Yes, well, what do you got to say for yourself, buddy? Yeah. No, oh, I don't care. Well, don't whatever. You it. got fucking pump on Newcastle. They were up for it. We weren't. Clearly, that's all, you know... They, it was just the, it was only like little ten percent things like it's exactly what happened to the Tigers and apparently the Tigers are in decline. Yeah, but that was because you had three losses. 
What the fuck are you talking about? See, we're going to have a compelling argument. We're going to have to stack up losses to Gronk sides to get anywhere near the two the two losing streaks that you've had this year. <laughs> so you could just take that shit right off the fucking shelf instantly. <laughs> We've had a pretty impressive uh, winning streak in there. We're about to embark on another one. So uh, look, about to. We're not even talking about your your Gronk team yet. We'll they get- said they didn't, but it was pretty clear that Manly underestimated the intensity that the Knights were going to show show up to this game with, and uh, they were found out. I thought. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, they, I'm, I'm actually really pleased that like uh, that Tubes and the players as well. Um, they didn't mention any of the, you know, the circumstances that went into the lead up of the game, and they said, look, you know, they were obviously just they was more up for it. I think Newcastle, you know, buy in to the rivalry more than than Manly do. I don't think Newcastle's really that high on on our uh, on our list of rivals. I mean, you know, we got teams like Storm and West Tigers, you know, Dragons, the West Tigers, not so much. I think so. I think for the players, the West Tigers are. Um, I know that Georgie Rose hates them. Um, but you know, generally speaking, I think the Storm. You know, if you want to talk rivalry around, I think the Storm is far more of a rivalry for for Manly than Newcastle ever were. Um, but I think Newcastle, on the other hand, I think they they buy into it a lot more, and um, and they certainly did. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, like obviously Manly had the injuries, and Steve Matai was withdrawn uh, immediately before kickoff um, with bad cases of the flu. And I mean, to get Matai, it have to be fucking ridiculous case of the flu. It'd be more like fucking bubonic plague. Um, <laughs> to get him not to play, and he Must was be fucking leprosy. Yeah, and he was one of and and he was yeah basically through half the team. Uh, he, uh, he was just one of the ones that they had a reserve that they could throw. You know, they thought they could throw on, and that's where a lot of the a lot of the shit happened because Bureau. I mean, his utility value has been vastly greatly overstated. I think in the past, and I think that his utility value begins and ends at the fucking pack. And I think mm. he's a back. He's a, he's obviously a, a fine back rower, and I think he's a capable replacement um, for. A hooker, it was an interchange for a hooker, and he deputised for Matt Ballon when he came off with like he had a bad cut that needs stitching up. He ain't a centre, and he definitely ain't a five eight. He ain't a winger, as it was proved last week. <laughs> and the come, that's where all the the comeback points from Parramatta came from, and he ain't a, he ain't a centre is where most of Newcastle's points came from, and um, and it's just little things like that that just kept them out of the game when Newcastle were lifting in defence and just the, the, they were defending a little bit better. We were attacking a little bit worse because, you know, we didn't have the, you know, we had Glenn Stewart out of our, our right side and then Matai out of our left side, which meant that our attack generally wasn't, you know, it was pretty flat and wasn't as good. I don't think they threw anything amazing really at, at the Knights, but the Knights' defence was up to whatever they did throw at them. So, and that was really the difference. I mean, there was just times there where we definitely had enough possession and like, you know, position to, to put some points on when, you know, it was still in reach. And then, you know, obviously, as the game went on, they started fading. And it's funny, like, with all the players that had the flu, one of them who I know had the flu was fucking Joey Nullivar. Dude put in a monster effort. He was yeah. sensational. If, if the rest of the forwards had had the attitude with him, the same attitude that he had... I don't know what story. your thoughts are on Watmo. He seemed to be just overhyped for the match. He just seemed to want to try and be in everything... Just yeah, coughed it's, up a bit of ball, the problem, the problem is you had, like, guys like Kite and King and stuff. Um, I'm not sure if any of those guys were sick, but... They weren't going forward, and so like the the attack was just crabbing side side to side the entire time. And even Watmo, when he'd get the ball, he'd try and run sideways and then sort of you know try and veer around. I mean, there were times in the second half where he actually straightened it up and looked pretty good. Mm. But yeah, I don't think it was one of his better games. Uh, T Rex, well, you know, the attitude wasn't there basically from the forwards. And so despite yeah the fact where like you know Dean Vare made a line break and you know hogged it, tried to run over the top of the fullback rather than pass it to he had a guy on either side and support. I think Cherry Evans, like he made two line breaks. I mean, there's, yeah, things like that. That, that would have turned the entire game around and it just comes down to that little difference um, you know or the vast difference in like the attitude uh, and 
you know, that's pretty much the story of the match. And I mean, I got, I'm, I'm glad that, I'm, you know, I'm not that disappointed that it happened because it means that they will, it will guarantee that they'll be up for this week, which for me personally is a much more important game. And I think for most Manly fans, it's a much more important game. Um, but still, I mean, it's disappointing. It's been a big struggle, but I think the night, and I, I don't think we've seen the last of their their down performances. But I think the Knights are starting to show the type of side that they will be in twenty thirteen. Uh, a little late for this season, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, who are um, they playing this week? I think if they're if they're playing a fair team this week, I have a feeling they might get touched because um, you know those sorts of performances they really lift to a, a very high degree last week, mm. and I just don't know if they've got that two weeks in a row. Yeah, I think the Stewart brothers being out really impacted Manly's attack immeasurably, but there was really no excuse for some of the defensive lapses that Manly displayed, I thought. Well, I think that's that's the other thing. That's Brett Stewart, the loss of Brett Stewart. He's the guy from fullback who takes the role, much like Matthew Ridge did back in the brick wall days of the of the uh, mid-90s. Um, same thing, he's telling, he's telling guys, when you've got a guy like uh, Bura who's not uh, experienced at defending out in the centres, if you had Brett Stewart there telling him where to go and who was his guy and everything, I think you would have seen far less action happening down that side. And Dean Varro, I mean, he's like a he's a fringe first grader and a kid and he's certainly not a general of you know, to, no. to tell the defensive line, you know, where to go and who and all that sort of stuff. And so when you take a crucial piece out of like that, I mean you look at the statistics of the games that Manly have won and lost with Brett Stewart in the side. I think I saw a statistic today that um it was at Brookvale I think Manly lost maybe once since like 2007 or something like that. Like you know, with Brett Stewart, mm. you know, in, yeah. So and it's no, calling and, the Prince of Brookvale for nothing. Yeah, well, and and there's no and there's no secret that you know Parramatta scored 24 points after he went off the field last week, and he wasn't there this week. So um, you know, hopefully he's back this week. But uh, you know, we'll get to the teams later, but he hasn't been named. Impressive showing from the Knights. The the key is for them to to try and put these performances, you know, together consistently. Uh, I think that's the thing they're missing yeah, exactly. this season. And, and I'm sure Bennett's probably working hard behind the scenes to try and give them that consistency. But well, this is um, the it's probably not going to happen until they get yeah. you know, some of their recruits for next season. Well, this is the thing that the Bennett, the Bennett era was supposed to usher in for them, like just a change in attitude. Mm. That, you know, so, so the you know, the teams can go a long way just on a changed attitude. I mean... Like Cronulla don't have, you know, they've got a couple of mighty players in their side, but they've got a lot of fucking gronks too. And, you know, the attitude's taken them fairly far this year. Manly, way back in the day, like, you know, 2005 and stuff, when they were still rebuilding, didn't have many good players. But, you know, just, uh, you know, building an attitude in defence and just doing, like, one-out attacking stuff. West Tigers, a bunch of ragtag nobodies. 2005, took it all the way to the Premiership with attitude. Yeah, that was, actually, that was fluke. That was momentum more than attitude. I mean, I don't think West Tigers can't be brought into any discussion with attitude because, I mean, they're so fucking up and down with the attitude. And, uh, and and paper thin and, and you know dare I say soft how dare a you a lot of times how dare you <laughs> but um anyway yeah. let's go to Twitter shall we yeah and fucking surprisingly very little on Twitter mm, which mainly lost all their shocked- drunk fans shut the hell up for once <laughs> it shocked it shocked the hell out of me because usually people like to fucking give it out but uh not so much this time we had, had um CJ07 which is a CJ and four A's Y 07 Andy Raymond calling this week in league player Rocco instead of Rochow. Disgrace. I would be inclined to, to agree. Secretly, secretly think that's actually how you say his name, but... Yeah. I, I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that we could ever be wrong about anything. Well... Doesn't sound as cool. It certainly doesn't. He's Rochow. End of fucking story. 
Okay. <laughs> I will not have this argued. <laughs> uh, Bemson Meister. Is anyone else confused when they show Rose on the field and then Tinkler in the stand? No one that fat can move that quick. <laughs> and, then, and then he's gone hash fat ass again. So I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to get this fat ass thing going. I don't know if it's going to work for him though. Uh, we got Sullo Dan. I wish you'd go for him and go hash skinny ranger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sullo Dan said, "Wow, stunned. I really hope the Tigers get up, or it'll be a funeral podcast this week." <laughs> well, this is this is the thing. I mean, Sullo Dan. I don't think he's. I think he started listening after the start of this season. So. We've been doing this for th- this is our third year. There's been plenty of times when we've both lost. <laughs> There's uh, been a couple where we've thought about pulling the pin though. There was yeah. one earlier this season, I think. The Tigers were running second last. Yeah. And Manly uh, Manly had been done by Cronulla. <laughs> yeah, Cronulla. <or> Para. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, Wah. Yeah. And we got uh C B B I T. What a night with a K for the Eagles. Seriously, I'll have to revise my final eight after seeing such a low performance from Manly. <laughs> Idiot. Please do. And put lots of money on it too. But don't put your house on there. On the Tigers to win. The premiership. That's, That's the only certainty. You guys are still fucking fighting fighting to even get into the league. That's into the, the only money. certainty in the top eight at the moment. All right. Tigers victory. North Queensland Cowboys, 20. Defeated the Melbourne Storm, 16. In front of a crowd of 10,500. And uh, what an upset. Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys, their points came from a double to Kane Linnett and another one to Brent Tate. Uh, Jonathan Thurston, 100%. Three of three on the uh, conversions and also a penalty goal. The Storm, they had tries to Anthony Quinn, Gareth Widdop, Matt Duffy, Cameron Smith, two of three on the conversions. Tough time for the Storm at the moment. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? A couple of sketchy performances. I think how they bounce back from this little test that they're going through at the moment will either assert their dominance over the rest of the competition or, or give the contenders a bit of a smell of blood. It happens every year, though. The Storm are always unbeatable robotic machines through the first, you know, massive part of the season. Yep. And then... Straight after Origin, a bit of a slump. This is this is earlier than it usually happens, together. though. You know, this is usually earlier because I mean, the late, of late they seem to get through the Origin okay, and then they sort of rest players at the end and lose some games, but they don't care because you know they're in. They've rested all their guys like Cronk and Slater, you know, all that sort of thing. This time, you know, there's an enforced rest going on with Slater. Otherwise, they're pretty much full strength. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a glowing endorsement for how important Slater is to the side at the moment. Yes, completely different fucking team without him. Oh yeah. Um. Another injury for him as well, this time to Duffy. Yep. Um, he's out for several weeks, in, and it really only compounds the hurdles that they're going to have to overcome um, to not only, you know, hang on to the minor premiership, but, you know, try and be that, that dominant force in the finals that they've probably got their sights set on being. I think for the Cowboys, they played out of their skin. I think they, yeah, yeah. You know, JT, as usual, when the Cowboys play, you know, their best footy, and uh, have their best wins. He was at his dominant best and, and really delivered the Cowboys a victory. And he was well supported in that by his pack. And, and they got the job done through the middle. And then out wide, I think Linnett and Tate um, capitalised on some you know great ball play from Thurston. And, and that was that. Pretty impressive performance, yep. I have to say. It was a massive upset that no one was really expecting. But Surprised to absolutely everyone, including Cowboys fans. We had a lot of Cowboys fans waving the white flag before kickoff on this mm. one. And, um, Jesus, didn't they change their tune once the game started uh, turning their way? be interesting to see just how much um, gas that took out of the tank for the Cowboys. They've got a, um, you know, the toughest task in the NRL this Monday night. And... Uh, you know, it'd be interesting if they can uh, put two performances like that together. I'm betting they can't. As far as I know, they're not playing Manly at Brookvale on Monday night. We're playing <laughs> Friday night, mate. What the fuck are you talking about? They're playing the Tigers with Gareth Ellis. 
on a Monday night. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Toughest yeah, the, testing yeah that's right. The Tigers had Gareth Ellis last year and the year before, and they won the premiership those two years, so the point well made. Oh, wait In a minute. In my world, they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the premiership of your little fucking wiener. <laughs> the premi- the what a premi- fucking tiny little trophy that'd be. <laughs> the premiership of your little lipstick. <laughs> um, we had the Foley, uh, and I think he was the one like, waving the white flag early on in the piece, but he came out with a tweet here that I put down and said, uh, you probably already know that JT wants to stay until we win a premiership. There's him and Graham here till 2068 then. Ash Cowboys in 68. Uh, Michael Darren, 79. Melbourne Storm wearing Batman-themed jerseys, but are playing more like Robin. They were pretty impressive jerseys, I thought. Yeah, oh, you're going to hate on them. No, I'm not going to hate on them. I just didn't, you know, they just weren't to my taste. I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge uh, opposition team jerseys when they look all right. Like, like you know, West Tigers. I've come, I've come to, to, you know, to like this... Um, Tour de France, uh, you know, Lance, you like Lance Armstrong, fucking mono testicle, uh, yellow. Unfortunately, the jersey. fan base fucking universally panned it. Oh, I love it. Not a fan of the shoulders, like the, the 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 tiger parts on the shoulders. If it was just yellow there and like continued the yellow theme, I think mm. it would be a lot nicer. But I mean, yeah, it's definitely you know one of the better West Tigers jerseys. I like the tiki jersey from Warriors as well. Earlier yeah, that's, that was fucking cool. That's that possibly was awesome. the greatest jersey. Yeah, um, in footy at the moment. And and you know and and conversely, I fucking hated that stupid Neapolitan ice cream fucking camo manly one from back in the Anzac round or you know so did everybody army men round so um yeah exactly so so you know I just yeah wasn't a massive fan of it but you know I wasn't a massive fan of the fucking Canterbury avatar shit and you know those you know special you know jerseys for causes are great yeah causes but when it is weird sort of marketing you know things you know turned me off a little bit um what do we got here dashing Dan one Good to see the purple cheats representing premature ejaculation round. Hash jizz jerseys. <laughs> there you go. Don't get it. NQC81. Kane Train Linnet. Revelation of the 2012 season. Offers so much more than his predecessor, who was languishing with para. Hash choo choo. Slash could post footy star in a remake of the Adams family. <laughs> Hash settle fuck down. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, you're a Cowboys fan. There's real so theme. I'm, I'm going to give you a bit. You're Cowboys fans. So I'm going to give you a little bit of rope there. You know, to, to big up your player. But you know, fucking calm down. It's Kane Lynn, right? Jesus Christ. It's all right. One good game. He'll be putting his place this week. Next one. West Tigers 26 defeated the Penrith Panthers 18 at Campbelltown Sports Stadium in front of a mediocre crowd of 12,384. The uh, points. The Tigers. Their 26 came from tries to Robbie Farrell, Liam Fulton, Chris Hyington, and Chris Lawrence. Benji Marshall. 60% effort, 3 of 5, so probably his career best kicking. Uh, Pen- <laughs> kicking at 80% all year, you idiot. Penrith Panthers, 18. Luke Walsh, Kevin Kingston, Josh Mansour tries. Luke Walsh, 3 of 3 in a sterling 100% kicking effort. Not convincing at all from the Tigers. Came very but- fucking perilously close to losing this game. No, they didn't, but... Oh, yeah, they did. With Blair and Ellis out and the Panthers forwards coming hard at them, I think the Tigers did well to hold on and, and take the game out. But, um, Can I just stop you there for a minute? Blair's yep. got nothing to do with nothing. Absolutely. He's our highest paid forward, mate. Yeah, he's a Very speed... integral to our team's He's a speed bump. If he can't his trip work someone, on the he's ground, useless. Nathan, is, and, and in the play, the ball is, uh, is a key part of our defensive structure. And You're talking about leg and sorry, chicken wings and I'm trying bagels. to rattle off things like Tim Sheen does, and you keep interrupting me. <laughs> See, I can rattle. You, you rattle as easily as Tim Sheen's game plans do. <laughs> Put a bit of pressure on they fall to shit. Let's not forget, though, I mean, 26-18 makes the game seem really close, but let's not forget, we're one Molson cock-up and a, a horrible video ref 
core from uh, this being a lot more convincing than what it seemed. I, I, please tell me, what was the horrible video ref call? The fucking Luke Walsh try that everyone's been talking about. <laughs> so are you talking about the try where, where Maltzen, much like Robbie Farrer in the State of Origin mm. decider, didn't play the whistle and instead he just stood waving his arms like a fucking pelican? Yes. And <laughs> tried to Pelicans say... Pelicans don't have arms. Trying to say he was obstructed even though he was fucking three metres into the in-goal area and wouldn't have been able to stop a guy who was closer to the fucking try line than he was to the try line. Yep, that's the, the one. No chance. I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, you know, it's definitely worth a look from the video referee, but the fact is that Moulton was never getting there, you know, no matter how badly he was touched or not touched. He was no, no chance because at the end of the day, he wouldn't have even been able to meet the guy before the try line. He was so far behind the line. So, because he was pushed behind the line by no, the he wasn't pushed player running through. He wasn't. He was pushed to the side by the guy. My God. Fair fucking try. Benji, again, was was not a huge factor for the Tigers, but in this case, it was a good thing. I think it led um, to Ciro getting his opportunity to show his skills, and um, he had some good touches. A little bit. Uh, he was a lot more involved than what he was yeah, in his better, comeback I, game against the Dogs. So. I don't know about his skills. I mean, I think his size. I mean, I think he's just more, you know... He was more sort of running, you know, more running, not so much laying stuff on. It was just more like, you know, Greg Inglis style, just he was like running one, and taking people He down. was the one laying the ball on for Chris Lawrence to show his speed once again. Kept his hip in place too, so that was, that was pleasing for West Tigers. Put the fans, afterburners no on. Back. As a West Tigers member. It was member. a Chris Lawrence, a vintage Chris Lawrence performance. <laughs> As a West Tigers member, I was delighted that he finished the game with his hip in place. <laughs> Penrith are a gutsy side, I think. They're short on confidence and... and you know, they've had injuries to key players, which has really hurt them, but I, there's a lot of their fans giving up on them at the moment for different things that are going on on and off the field. Yeah. Uh, but there's something building there, and I think they need to have faith in, in Cleary and Gus, you know, um, given their histories and performances with other teams. And, yep. um, and, and certainly Gus, you know, his, his mind... His football mind is, is unparalleled, I think. And he's a really good, you know, he's an he's an excellent speaker as well. Definitely. So I think he gets in there in the sheds, you know, he could, you know, get people going for handy, mental for him. Very, very handy and a very key acquisition for the Panthers. And and you know, when he when they get the side that they want to be working with, yeah. And then it comes down, they've got a quality side that you know has a, a huge amount of potential, and then he can work his magic with them. Then good times ahead for the Panthers. Yep. Um, just want to talk about Chris Hollington's try. What about it? It was fucking miraculous. Miraculous? It was a thing of beauty. Yeah? He was like a gazelle, Nathan. I thought, when, I was, when, when you were talking about miraculous tries, I, was, I thought you were going to talk about the Robbie Farrow one. Who fucking knew he could put the ball down and go from dummy half and put the ball down over the line? Mate, I knew because I've seen him do it hundreds of times for the Tigers. If only he could do it in the State of Origin series, it would have been a 3-0 whitewash. Well, I'm glad he didn't. But, I mean, Hyington showed skill. He showed power. He showed grace. He showed a shimmy, a swerve, a jink, a sidestep, and he created nothing from something and something from nothing. It was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. Fuck, you're full of shit. It was, it was, was magic. It was a piece of magic we may he, never see again. He could have driven league. the Queen Mary through the hole that he went through. And we he may was one, never see <laughs> and he was one something on one. so beautiful. <laughs> I'll, give him, I'll give him the step or the swerve. Or you can have your Sistine I'll Chapel. Give, I'll give him you that. You can have your Sistine Chapel. You can have your Mona Lisa. I'll take that try every day of the week. It's a thing of beauty. It's a work of art. Chris Hollington, <laughs> I salute you. Your brain is With a work Wiener of... trophy. <laughs> <laughs> your brain is a work of fucking encephalitis. Um... <laughs> Can I go to Twitter now, or are you going to keep masturbating? Uh, no, I'm finished furiously okay. masturbating. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, cool. Oh, well, no, I can't go to Twitter because you're going to keep masturbating? Okay. <laughs> Dashing Dan 1 said, uh, Tigers versus Panthers in Campbelltown. Won't be a hubcap left in town, and there'll be a sea of Orchie homemade bongs. 
Uh, Aussie. Orchie. Yeah. <laughs> Last from the past. Yeah, sure is. Uh, Aussie 11198. Ah, the game where Penrith meets Campbelltown for a bourbon drinking, car stealing, Vivazella shit face. <laughs> shit face, sorry. Hash Westy Gronks on the incline. Wow. Bemson. Who was that? Uh, that was uh, Jordan, uh, Aussie 11198 on Twitter. Uh, Bemson Meister. That kid oh. needs someone to tan his ass. He's, he's got far too big a mouth. He needs to have his pants pulled down and his ass tanned. <laughs> Bemson Meister. I hope Benji starts crying soon. It might wash some of the shit away on the field. Hashtag Shut up, you skinny ranger. CJ07's back again. Tim Moulton is the definition of a cat. Haven't seen a kick return yet. And I agree, it wasn't a happy game for Moulton. Uh, year of a Panther. He hadn't signed his contract yet, mate. Yeah, he's still right. down he's still on sad. He's still crying. It's all back Cogra. now. It's all good. He's still crying. Cogra tears. Um, year of a Panther. I don't agree with the game being called the Battle of the Cats when neither Soward or Cray are playing. I take your point. Bemson Meister. Tigers win. They're charging towards the eight, like Chris Sandow charging towards the salad bar. Ash useless. <laughs> <laughs> he had me there. I thought, hang on, he's going to give me a rap. Yeah, no, no, still yeah, a skinny yeah, ringer. No. And then he went on to say, I bet the Tigers are glad they kept Maltzen too. It's like Discovery, you got a tumour and deciding to keep it. Ash sex pest. <laughs> Why is Maltzen a sex pest? Oh, I don't know. Don't Question know. best asked for uh, Ian. Uh, Mr. Bowles, fair to say both teams are making up the numbers this season. Penrith poor in attack, Tigers similar. And that's a, that's a frank account from a Penrith fan. Yeah, accurate regarding his own side. I don't know about the fucking 2012 premiers. <laughs> I mean, come on, champ. Canberra Raiders. Wake up to yourself. Well, let's see. The Canberra Raiders, they were defeated by the Gold Coast Titans. 38 points to 26 down yes, at Canberra were. Stadium. And a crowd of, wow, 8,240. I thought it was a lot less than that. They've given up on David Turner. Up on, Much like the team. Giving up on life. Um, Half time, you know, the scoreline certainly doesn't reflect the way the game was because it was a absolute flogging into making at half time. Uh, the tries though, at full time, we had a double to Steve Michaels. Just digest that for a minute. You know, we- shit is dire. Yeah. I mean, Steve Michaels can score two tries against you. It's like these teams playing Cronulla that make Ben Pomeroy and, and Colin Best look like players. It's outrageous. Uh, Such as the West Tigers did in round one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Luke, Do- Luke Douglas, Luke O'Dwyer. Luke O'Dwyer scored tries. Bo Falloon and double to Zillman and Kevin Gordon. They got it to Gordon for just one try. Uh, and Scott Prince. Isn't he been- sporting a miraculous hairdo at the moment? This could have been. Oh, yeah, someone was, was talking about it being a mullet on uh, on Twitter. And then someone said, no, it's a marlin. He'd need an MC kilogram of fucking hairspray to keep that thing up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Scott Prince... The story of this game, three from eight. I mean, this, this yeah, the scoreline could have been a lot more brutal if he could have kicked some goals. Um, <sighs> Canberra. Canberra. Off you go. Canberra, Canberra, Canberra. Turns out the Raiders really are the rabble we suspected. <laughs> Turns out the Shandor Earl's unbeatable game plan is very beatable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, he's got a touch of the Blake Ferguson's about him. <laughs> Indeed. Um Furnish still hasn't had to answer anyone. Nope. I think, given these performances that they're putting together, um, save for last week. But it was a nice contrast to see uh, Blake Ferguson after four minutes when the Canberra scored their try and went yeah. to the lead. And then after 54 minutes when yeah. they were down about 200 to four. Yeah. Yeah. Sad selfies all around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't checked his Instagram feed, but I'm sure that's exactly right. I think the Titans really should have gone on with it more, but they really blitzed a, a Raiders side that had started to show some signs of life um, based on last week and, and certainly just started the game. And to the start the game, they started yeah. well. Yeah. Um, the Titans took that and raised their game and 
fucking just scored try after try. There was scoring at will there at once. Very, very surprising uh, mm. how, the still, how the score started racking up. And it could have been a lot uglier a lot earlier uh, had Scott Prince been able to kick some goals too. Absolutely. The Titans finals material? No. They need I don't to do think more. they, they are need, either. They need I to don't... beat Canberra more. You know, they need to do more than beat Canberra one time. I mean, they got some games coming up. That they, yeah, yeah, their last month or so of footy has been reasonable. It was, it was reasonable. Then they fell into a little bit of a hole again, and this could be, the you know, like a, another resurgence. But, you know, the thing is, where, where they are on the table, they need to, you know, they can't have these sputtering resurgences. They've got to go on a run, and they've pretty much got to keep it going all the way. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them scrape into the eight if they can put... Um, some more wins together and there are some other teams falling in a heap at the moment if they do face the Titans and Titans would probably fancy their chances and yeah. they could score a few more wins by the time the year's done and, and scrape in I don't know that they're going to make a lot of noise in the finals given that the only team making the most amount of noise is going to be the West Tigers but um, you know they might scrape in you never know <sighs> you got anything else to say can I go to Twitter on this you, one you certainly can mate Garbs 1985 Titans fan Titans fan remember that when is Michael Searle finally going to fall on his sword? I've hated him since he left the toughest man on the planet go. Friendy. Okay. Interesting. The Chapo 82. Another week, another team making Ferguson look like a superstar when he clearly isn't. Wow. That was after three minutes, obviously. Must have been. Solzy 04. Okay. Looks like we had our mini run. Time to announce Ricky. <laughs> Cambo 96. Why would I watch Titans and Canberra on Fox Sports 2 when I can ogle Nigella's rack on the Lifestyle Channel? Hash sex pest. It's like he's branded himself. <laughs> he uh, certainly has. Scotty Eel. How fucking good is Idris going in this first half? Tides are obviously running towards the end with the big blow up Macca's sign. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a... Uh, and I did lol. Yeah. For real at that tweet when I was watching the game. Troy underscore 79. You know how pathetic we are when we make Steve Michaels look like a superstar? Amen. And uh, Ben Dunn 43. 17 of the 54 people at the Raiders-Titans game are leaving early. Let's be honest, though. Traffic was never going to be an issue. They were streaming out the gate and with about 20 to go. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, why not? That's, uh, and much to uh, to Nicklin's normal logical view on things, Yeah, I said, look at these idiots leaving with 20 minutes to go. Stay there and support your team. She's like, they're in Canberra. Do you know how cold it is in Canberra? They probably want to get home, put the fire on, sit in a blanket. Yeah, but still, you'd, like you'd stay there till the end. Fucking, I've, I've never left a game Can- early in my life. Exactly, you're in Canberra. You, you never even go. turned a game off early. Even some of the abysmal shit I've been served up the last few seasons. <laughs> <laughs> never even turned it off. Um, and Liam Hanley, uh, had to bring one back from before, he said, looks like Scott Prince has taken Jimmy Maloney's place as Benji's star pupil at the school of shit kicking. Hash, useless. That's very harsh. Very true. Same Interesting that Benji kicked the uh, the clutch goal on the weekend. Yeah, it is funny he kicked a clutch goal, but I mean it was only a clutch goal because he missed the other two or three yeah. before it. So um, yeah, I take you know point. what I'm saying. Like you still know, clutch. Clutch is all relative. <laughs> wouldn't have need wouldn't have needed the clutch if he had to change the gears when he had the chance to he earlier. Just, he likes to put the pressure on himself. He's a pressure man. Loves yeah, it. I guess uh, Saint George Illawarra Dragons eighteen defeated the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks ten. A decent crowd, 18,292 down there at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. And the points went as follows. St. George, they had tries to Brent Morris, Brett Morris, Trent Merrin, Mitchell Rain, Mitch Rain, Chase Stanley, 3 of 3. Cronulla Southern Sharks, 10 points. Came from two tries to Graham, continuing his excellent recent run. That motherfucker's been a beast at the moment. He's fucking, he's turned into a player. Miraculously, somehow, he's turned into a fucking 
beast of a player. He's a fucking scrappy. When he left Penrith, when yeah. he was highly touted as being, you know, one, of, one of their promising youngsters. We jested at his expense. I'm yes. sure we did numerous times. We did. We thought, well, there you go. He'll probably fall out the back door at Cronulla and be playing park footy before we night. Graham, Graham, he's, he's had a... He's Motherfucker. A if there's been a more dominant player other than Ben Barber over the last three or four weeks... Gale's grabbed him and taken him under his sizable wing. Hasn't he? What? And turned him into a, a fucking little mini beast. And Todd Carney, so he's one of two on the conversions as well, like giving him their 10 points. But yeah, obviously, you know, the Sharkies without Gallon, they are they are a different uh, a different brand of... And uh, Jeremy Smith as well. Jeremy Smith. I mean, Jeremy Smith is a very, very underrated, I think. Um, yeah, his contributions are very, very seldom flashy. And I think with Graham's emergence... Had Jeremy Smith played and Gallon still been out, I think the Cronulla would have been far more formidable and probably would have taken this game out. Because I think, you know, although this is a type of game that makes people think the Dragons are better than they are, I still am of the opinion that the Sharks are a far better team this year than the Dragons are. Yeah. And they didn't really show it in this game. And I think that was uh, the combination of Gallon and Smith being out at the same time really nullified a lot of their, their grunt through the middle. Yep. And they are, you know... It was a gritty win for the Dragons, and it's a lesson that the Sharks probably thought that they had learned how to be that tough, grindy, gritty sort of side. I still think they've got a lot of potential to be that team and, and take that mantle from St. George because um, they've been that yeah. grinding sort of side. Um, they're just probably not quite there yet, especially with those two guys out. It makes it hard on the other guys that probably don't have that same mentality as the Jeremy Smiths and the Paul Gallons of the world. Yep. I want to talk about Steve Price's attack on the media in the post-match press conference. Put your tampon back in, you fuck knuckle. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously. What, what are you no carrying been, on about? No one's been fucking like... I mean, let's face it. When it comes Who to the media... Who the fuck's been talking about the dragon? No one cares. When it comes to media and criticism, we are the fucking harshest people on the planet. And even we haven't been fucking going off on him that much. Not him. And he's the dragon's fucking, a bit of stick, but... Well, yeah, I mean, deservedly so. Who listens to us anyway? Yeah, okay, so let's look at the mate. That's the right. The media 10,000 people shit. a week. Yeah, the mainstream people don't fucking say shit. I don't know, some some reporter somewhere has made some comment that's got under his fucking yeah. tampon. He's got a touch of the Jamie Sounds about him. Oh, fucking rock star. He's a fucking rock star. He's stuck Jamie getting around Sounds. in head, be- head gear. Shut up, man. And doing little sake. fucking impromptu dances in the change rooms. Yeah, I'd love to hear from Dragons fans and see what they think. I mean, they're probably like, oh, yeah. Oh, we love him. They pricey. say the same shit about Ben Cray. They're dickheads. Good on you, Pricey. You, you fucking, you, you're giving them the truth. You showed them. <laughs> you showed them like Ben Cray showed Justin Hodges. Good on you, Pricey. Exactly. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else to add? Now Pricey's got something to bitch about. Come on, fucking come at us, bitch. All right. Uh, Dragons underscore Red V. Great game. Carney continued on his origin form, in quotes. Fucking overrated. The wheels are starting to fall off. Hash fucking scum. <laughs> Aussie one one one. That's how you really feel. Oh, here we go. This kid again. What the fuck? Did I just see a motivated Cray? Pricey must have taken his cat hostage and is threatening to dump it in the lake. And we had uh, we had <laughs> and then blame it on the media. Yeah, we had our uh, dragons underscore red V coming again with the, and say with that stellar win, the dragons are in a great position to finish minor premiers asterisk, and then the asterisk key is of the bottom eight. <laughs> and uh, Aussie one 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 nine eight comes in again and he said, "I uh, think of the bigger picture. My team St George now have the chance to make the Tigers finish ninth. Oh, fucking please, <laughs> there's going to be teams plummeting out of the top eight. I just wonder the Tigers if, make their charge. I just wonder if Cronulla's in decline. I mean, you just think of the." Yeah, the losses recently, the injury to Gallon, 
the fact that that Shire TV show's on. <laughs> I mean, that area is just fucking making massive losses lately. There's not a golden opportunity for Todd Carney to star on the Shire. Well, as if I he mean, wouldn't show up as like a third party you know, deal, as like a dude, as like a character, like you know who who they go down to Northies and fucking gets bashed by Todd Carney or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say what any of the characters look like or what they are. It'd truly seen, be a reality TV. I've show. only seen the ad, and I and I and I stand by my threat that if anyone fucking watches that show, I'm going to unfollow and block them. <laughs> so I just after seeing the ad or those sneak peeks that Channel 10's been trying to force down our throat, you know, through the whole lead up to <laughs> it. Fucking hell! That stupid bim. Yeah, I'm so pretty. No, bitch, you're not. I heard something on the radio today, some chick saying, if I had to live without my lips, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, that one I saw on the news or no, it was some show where they were talking about, you know, how people are slamming it on Twitter and everything. And that chick has, has got like so much collagen in her lips that the doctor said if she gets any more in, her, her top lip will touch her nose. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, like, I can't, you can't even... You can't even do that. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. Wow. Wow. Imagine you couldn't kiss that chick. I don't think those lips are for kissing, Nathan. <laughs> Speaking of that, South Sydney Rabbitohs 24 defeated the Sydney Roosters 22. Crowd of almost 20,000 at Allianz, so not bad. I and mean, I suppose a lot Pretty of that good for Monday night. I suppose a lot of the lead up, like the rivalry lead up, and all the you know the stuff that we're condemning, you know the Roosters Cup are doing. Yeah, you know, maybe it did produce you know some more fans at the ground. Uh, the points, the Rabbitohs, they had tries that doubled. Nathan Merritt tried to Adam Reynolds and Adam Andrew Everingham. Uh, Reynolds he uh, had a shot at field goal, missed it early on in the piece, but he did get four out of four in his conversion. So well done there. Roosters, their tries came to Mitchell Pierce, Boyd Cordner, BJ Leilua, and Tau Tau Moga. And Brayton Asper, three or four. Okay, Dale. <laughs> Which school did he go to? <laughs> <laughs> Went to the school of big thighs. Yeah. Honestly, the first comment I want to say about this game is, and it's just kind of, th- it's the theme of the whole episode that we've had tonight. It Settle the fuck down. It made me the title of the show. Settle the fuck down. This was a shit fucking game for ninety five percent of it. You thought? Yes. And, well, no, okay, not not ninety five percent. For fifty five percent of this game, it was shit house. But uh, people, as happens with rugby league all the time, there's a spectacular last three or four minutes, and now it's the greatest fucking game they'd ever played. I would never say that. I mean, just settle the fuck down. I was actually intrigued by watching the Chooks playing like their season was on the line, which it clearly was, um, and showing that it meant something to. to it meant something to them um, that they had to play for their season. And I was fairly intrigued by them. They really tried to up the ante. Certainly um, in the second half when things, they looked like, you know, things were starting to get away from them. A couple of things went against them. Yep. You could see guys like Anasta and Pierce and Mini and some of the forwards actually lift yep. and try and, you know, wrestle it back. And to their credit, they did. Um, and then we, then we had the finish. But before we get to that, I just want to talk about Beef between Burgess and Braith Herpes. And what is that? What, what is that about? I don't know. But I mean, I keep hearing about is it. Is Braith upset? Is that where he got his herpes from? I don't know. I mean, because it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't I, mean, if, I mean, if he's got herpes from Sam Burgess, I mean, that could spread amongst the Burgi. It wasn't Sam Burgess that fucking that railed Candace Falzon in the, in the cubicle, in the fucking Very whatever. interesting point. That be a few good. more infected faces at Bondi next season. <sighs> so I'm just saying, I mean, that's not it. So what is it? Um, I don't know. 
If like, anyone knows. Geez, they're pissed off at one another. Let's just say that. Yeah. Fuck, they went at each other the whole night. It was a head-to-head battle, um, certainly between those guys. Uh, and, of course, uh, watermelon, say, face, watermelon Head took the prize. Price a little bit overmatched. Well, of course he is. Sam Burgess. Yeah. Big man. Yeah. Sure is a pom, and sure is easily breakable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but calcium I reckon deficiency, he probably, vitamin D deficiency. I think he's got, <laughs> he's got breath herpes <laughs> number. Generations, you know, hundreds of years of inbreeding. Well, that's exactly exposure to chimney chimney soot, <laughs> all that stuff that afflicts <laughs> poms. <laughs> wow, didn't we just generalise an entire population? Well, you understand how, like, you know, generations of population, you know, they, they come from the previous ones. So I'm saying, I mean, we have to when we're going to... It's magnificent. Sp- yeah. <laughs> it's I think how the Rabbitohs, I mean, they scored two tries in three minutes to win the game. And yeah. I want to give them a rap for celebrating with their fans in the crowd at the end of the game. Yeah. I know I've, I've seen you tweet that not, they're celebrating their grand final. Yeah, it's touching. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing to see fans celebrate their grand final win with their fans. The, players celebrate their grand final win with the fans. It was an epic win and they had every right to celebrate and it was good that they, you know, didn't stay the obligatory, you know, five or ten metres away and clap the crowd off with their Powerade bottles. Yep, yep. It was was good to see them get in and get get amongst it. I think the Bunnies are actually showing that they possess many of the qualities under Maguire required to be a contender and uh, we've seen other Pommy coaches and guys that have been uh, successful in England come over and, and... haven't achieved half of what he's done this season yep. with a side that's, you know, historically or certainly in recent history has been a bit of a fucking shambles. Yep. He's given it some structure. He's given it some belief and and given the guys a, a game plan and, and utilised his talent in his squad to the best of their ability. And they're a pretty impressive squad at the moment, the Bunnies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, once again, they're similar to the dogs in the sense that when they're like their absolute best is like, you know, fantastic. Sure. But then they've got these periods where they're just like fucking back into the bottom of the, you know, Mm. bottom of the table, like bottom four clubs, you know, shit that they do. And until they get that consistency, I mean, I'm not prepared. I mean, I saw people on Twitter today saying like dogs, rabbits, grand final. I think there's Buckley's chance of that happening. Yeah, I, mean, I can't because there's there's their extra gears teams have to find in September, and, uh, I'm, and extra I'm a bit worried for the dogs that they, you know, and I'm happy for them and their fans to prove me wrong, but I think the dogs might have peaked a little bit early. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I I think it's probably they're this good at this stage of the season. I think that's probably not Hasler's go normally. Never was, never was with Manly. I mean, they're always like you know. Yeah, I'd hate to say it, but you know, Manly always lost the game. You know, corresponding to the Newcastle game last mm. week, and uh, and disappointingly so. I remember in two thousand and eight, I think we lost one to the Roosters in such a way. Last year, we lost one to the Rabbits in such a way, and you know, then the run starts, and then you know they start tapering because it's hard for a team to you know keep more than sort of six or seven weeks streak in a row like going. So um, and so you really need to sort of start your run, you know, a couple of weeks from the end of the Premiership, and then carry it straight through. Just want to talk about Mitchell Pearce as well. Um, in decline. He's he's copped a fair bit of flack. His defence is fucking absurd. Oh, fucking English. I want to talk also about Betfair. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Killed you. I was sitting on the couch and I thought, I'm going to have a sneaky bet on Nathan Merritt's first try scorer. Just a lazy tenner. Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know what? I recently, against all my better judgment, put a Betfair app on my phone. Yep. And um, I thought, I'll whack that sneaky bet on by my Betfair app. 
Tried to do it, wouldn't load, wouldn't take it. <sighs> Started blowing up. Teams are getting ready to run out. Yep. It's getting super close. Yep. Run over to the home PC, fire it up. They won't bring up the login screen for the, the login section of the of the Betfair homepage. Couldn't put my bet on. Yep. Went back to the couch, very pissed off. Three minutes in, Nathan Merritt under the sticks. <laughs> I don't know what he's paying. It would have been, like you said today, about nine bucks, 13 yeah. bucks, whatever it was. Yep. Done me out of my day. Speaking of, speaking of genius betters again, uh, we mentioned Bones last week. We got the 50 bucks on Wolfman's first try score and won, like, you know, what, 650 bucks. This week he went, uh, he went uh, 10 bucks on. Uh, Josh Morris first try scorer Bulldogs thirteen plus and won nine hundred bucks. <laughs> I think he was paying ninety bucks. Wow! So fucking amazing. Yeah, I just think Pierce he's going to love having Maloney around next season, and not because I, I don't think he's up to it, but he just and not to mention Sonny Bill as well. But he's just I just don't know that he's someone that can do it all. I no. don't know that he's ready to be the guy. In, in a squad he's a hell of a sidekick quite frankly I don't he's know had he's a lot one. of time to become that guy too I mean you can only be like you know yeah promising. I, I think he's, he's gone past the point of okay he, he's just getting there he's he's just not going to get there he's yeah. a hell of a sidekick mm-hmm. he's a hell of a second fiddle mm-hmm. and I can see why the Tigers are trying to chase him for 2014 and which why he was successful when he had uh, Todd Carney with him mm. so because Todd Carney can be that guy yeah and so what Mitchell we're saying Pierce, is that no. Mitchell Pierce is you know he's marginally better than like a Jeff Robson Who's also th- thrived under the, <laughs> the yeah. partnership with Todd Carney? <laughs> wow! <laughs> and I was team- trying to give the bloke a rap, but <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I've got to tell you, excitement reigned supreme in the Blakely House um, when the Bunnies scored the winning try. Jackson was a bit upset that he tipped the Bunnies to win, and the Roosters looked like they were going to take the game. Yeah. But I convinced him; he was trying to storm off to bed, and I'd had to let him stay up a little bit late to see the game with me. And um, he was about to storm off to bed because he'd done his tip. And I said, mate, there's still a little couple of minutes to go. Why don't you come and finish the game? And he reluctantly came out and sat next to me. They scored one try, and he was like, can the, can the rabbit still win, Dad? And I said, yeah. He goes, there's not much time, though. Is there? I said, no, there's about a minute or so. He goes, oh, I think the Roosters are going to win, Dad. Anyway, the next thing, they've scored the try, and the players are going nuts. Jackson and I have jumped off the couch. because I, I don't care what you say, that was fucking great spectacle. I thought it was awesome. Oh, yeah, of course it was. And the last three minutes was sensational. Jackson and I jumped off the couch. I've gone like, I've sort of shouted and he's like doing a, like fist bumps and jumping up and puffing his chest out and going, yes, yes. And all he's got was a tip, right? He's <laughs> a passionate kid. I'll give him that. <laughs> that kid's going to get into trouble. He needs to settle the fuck down. <laughs> does, he really does. <laughs> Before we got into all that, was there something else that you were going to say? I think we got, we got, I think we got way sidetracked with from no, the that's it. talk. That's it? Okay, yeah. great. All right, uh, Twitter, the Chapo 82 Without the Burgess brothers, the bunnies would be screwed. Maybe not that, maybe not so much. I think George I mean, is actually better than Luke. Yeah, and I mean, let's say if he can keep on the field, you know, for you know more than you know, 10 consecutive games, he'd be better than his other brother. Yeah, well, that's true. Because you know, cause Sam, because uh, Sam Burgess is you know, pretty much you know the the, the English tampon. Well, Gareth has got a bit of the Burgess brittles about him too. Yeah, but I mean, he's been out for a very long time. But I mean, before that, he had a decent streak. Yeah, but he's he? had you know a busted toe here and a broken thumb here and a. But this is the one. This is the only one that really sticks in my memory is like a long, long yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, Bemson Meister. 
The Roosters' defence opened up faster than a blue waffle sufferer at the gynecologist. <laughs> you had to do it. Hash sex pests. And the Chapo 82 again said, oh, wow, that couldn't have happened to a better team. Hash LOL Roosters. <laughs> Bebson Meister, fantastic game. Best team on the night, probably lost, but they're the grubbiest team in the comp, so who cares? Skinny ranger. Shit houses. I agree, they probably are the grubby side of the comp. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, it all comes from their front row. Well, letters didn't even play. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, just generally speaking, then why didn't he play? Some grubby shit the week before. <laughs> and Kennedy. Crazy. He's, he's, yeah, I mean. I mean, I'm not going to throw Tarsi in there because, I mean, that dude, you know, he's, he seems to be fair enough. But Boyd Cordner. How good's he going? He's not bad, hey? Can play. I had someone fantasy who had Boyd Cordner. He was chasing down the lead I had. And it didn't quite get there, which was good because, I mean, he needed a fair, fair amount of points. But um, he still, he fucking still got a decent haul. NQC 81. Rugby League is the greatest television show ever created. Absolutely. Ash, the shite. Because, of course, the other thing is, this game was on against the day, the premiere of the Shire show. Mm. So, a lot of idiots watching the Shire. And, yes, you know, take it as a badge of honour. You watch that show, you're a fucking idiot. Um, or any of that other bullshit. Bemson Meister. Good preparation for an Asta for next year. One big losing disappointment. Hashtags in decline. Bemson Meister, he's taken a liking to smashing you. Well, you know, he's not the first skinny ranger to try it on. Previews for round 20 kicks off with one of the matches of the season. The mighty Manly Sea Eagles take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at Brookvale Oval. Friday night football... If you're in New South Wales, if you're in Queensland, you'll be subjected to watching Inferior Exchange, but there's always streaming. And if you need to know how, hit me up and I'll tell you. Got to tell you, this is going to be one hell of a fucking game. You'd think so. Despite all the gronkish behaviour on Twitter in the lead up, yep. between two pretty passionate fan bases, holy shit. Just, if both teams play their best footy, Game of season. It's going to be an absolute fucking belter. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, Brett Stewart not named. Um, I, you know, Tooves isn't really one for trickery, so I don't know if he's just playing mind games and he's going to slot uh, Snake in later in the week. I haven't heard anything uh, reporting on his likelihood or, you know, he was supposed to be back this week, but yeah. I haven't heard anything about like, oh, you know, he'll be given to the last minute or any of that sort of talk. He's um, just out. Yeah, and there's no, like, you know, shadow players. He wasn't named with, like, Vare named on an extended bench or anything. Vare is named as fullback. Uh, Wolfman back in the side. Glenn Stewart back in the side. So that's interesting um, if that happens. And uh, hopefully they're fit. Otherwise, you know, otherwise they're not looking too bad. I mean, Brett Stewart is a very, very key loss if that's the case. So, sure. Uh, Cassiano's been named, obviously, pending what happens to him. Um, otherwise, the Bulldogs are pretty much as per they have been recently. You've got the loss there of Halitau. As well in the side. So, um. Yeah, I just. At this stage of the game, I think beating Manly at Brookvale with the whole Des thing, it's it's just a bit much to ask of the Bulldogs at the moment. Yeah. I think they'll be very, very competitive. I think it'll be a super close game, but I think Manly As will just it out. Yeah. And I, I agree. And I think. And, you know, the players will say publicly, you know, we got nothing against Des and everything. And that's true because, I mean, you know, Des. At the end of the day, you know, who fucking cares? You know, it's a business, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm over it. Not many people, not many people are, I'd have to say. But I'm just, I'm just fucking, all this gronkishness on Twitter has actually just made me just go, 
just fucking settle the fuck down. Like, <laughs> and, it just, and it just made me sort of step back and just go, for fuck's sake, dudes. But um, the players, however, are acutely aware of how much it means to the fans. Yeah. And as such, um, acutely aware, they will, they will, uh, they will lift. If for nothing else, the other thing I'm interested in seeing is uh, Brookvale. They're not going to be checking flags on the way in. No. They're not checking banners on the way in, and a lot of people have banners <laughs> that, um, that they've been waiting for. That you know couldn't get into the ground at ANZ because of the uh, directive set by Greenberg, who was you know big tough guy making t-shirts, but didn't want to let fans bring their banners. You know with their say in. This time, no such thing. So we'll see what happens there with the banners. There should be some fucking solid gold there to, to I be. I don't read. know that. We'll see him on on um, TV, but I mean, I there may be not be a choice though at times because you know the cameras are on the on the Jane Tri stand side of the field, facing the hillside. That's where the banners are going to be. Okay. So if there's a player scores a try out on the right wing, running towards the family hill, yeah, and the camera it. the camera follows the guy back as he walks back to the to his position. There might be some inadvertent bannerage in there, whether they like yeah, it or not. We might. I'm sure they'll have plenty of listeners there at the game. They want to take some happy snaps and um, oh, shoot yeah. us off some photos. And another interesting thing is, I, I saw a comment on a forum today from Des Hasler saying that, um, you know, when when asked about you know the hatred that Manly fans have towards him and everything like that, he said something like, "Oh, you know, I bet if I rocked up to any of their houses, they'd have me over for a barbecue." If he was the one on the barbecue being after he'd been chopped up into tiny pieces. The fucking nerve of that idiot. <laughs> Come around to my place and ask to have a barbecue, motherfucker. I'll put you in a fucking hole in the back. He is notoriously <laughs> tight. I just wonder how many people he just rocks up, random people in Manly. Yeah. Or DY. Just rocks up, knocks on their door. There you go. There's Asla. Mate. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Rock up to what my front. What are you having for lunch? Rock up to my front door. To have a barbecue, man. And let me fucking tell you, you'll be sitting out the front waiting for food longer than you're waiting for fucking Kieran Foran to sign a contract. I can assure you of that. Uh, he'd probably outweight you. <laughs> You've got to get your car out of the garage and he's got his stats and Sonny parked in the way. <laughs> Next one on Friday Night Football, the other and lesser game, of course, is the Gold Coast Titans versus the Brisbane Broncos at Skilled Park at Rabina. Well. I don't know that the Titans can get it done. I don't think they can. I think well, the Broncos are going to be far too strong for the Titans. They um well you know the Titans they certainly showed a level of play that would be uh, if they could you know do it be very handy for them. Yeah, but the Raiders yeah. also showed a level of play. Yeah, well, not seen since you know seventeen fair quadruple call. amputees waddled around fair call a football field. So uh, the Broncos aren't going to be anywhere near as inept as Canberra were last week, and I think the Titans are probably going to be brought down a couple of pegs. I think they might put a bit of a score on them, the Broncos. It's going to be flogging, is it? Oh, I just think there'll be sort of 18 to 24 points in it. You need to account for the fact that the Gold Coast, you know, they always do, you know, either side, depending on how they're going through the season, they all always live for this game and they mm. tend to be close. Not this one. All right. And uh, what have we got here? Saturday, Warriors versus Newcastle Knights, Mount Snart Stadium. What's your thoughts, buddy? I think that the Knights can't maintain that kind of... I mean, there was the it was the rivalry round and the hatred round. They really got up for it and they got up for that performance and performed well. Uh, the Warriors, on the other hand, you know, they don't... they got no problems. Uh, Conrad Hurrell's back in the side. Uh, and let's face it, geez, in the rain, he could have barreled over for some tries on Friday night. You know, they could have used him. Yeah, he could have skittled some players, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think the Warriors should uh, do it pretty comfortably. 
they weren't really horrible last week, the, the Warriors. I think, you know, they were their own worst enemy with some of their ball handling, but with some bit better conditions and a bit of rev from Blue McLennan, I think they'll get themselves back on track, and I think the Knights will probably be down a little bit based on what they displayed last week. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I think Warriors victory. Okay, South Sydney Rabbitohs versus St. George Illawarra Dragons, ANZ Stadium, Saturday night, 7.30. I think South are going to absolutely give the Dragons a touch-up. Really? So you don't think the Dragons will be able you know, sort of nullify some of that with their defence and maybe just be beaten because they don't have as many points in them? No. I think that the Bunnies will have be far too strong. I don't think the Dragons will be able to hold them through the middle. Um, and I know that the impending loss of Isaac Luke is going to be a, a big hole to fill, but I think Pete's has been going okay in the opportunities he's had at hooker. Yep. Um, and I think Adam Reynolds... Um, and, and obviously Greg Inglis through the middle, backing up some of those, you know, the guys like Burgess and, and boys like that popping balls, I think um, they'll have a bit of a field day. Two sides, two liabilities, Ben Cray on the Dragon side, John Sutton on the Rabbitohs side. Yeah, true, but Rabbitohs have Greg Inglis. That's more than enough to account for the Dragons. All right. Parramatta Eels versus the Melbourne Storm, also on Saturday at 7.30. This one is taking place at Parramatta Stadium, although I'm not really sure that the venue matters that much. Yep. Might as well play it in a fucking graveyard. Yep, so you're saying... 17 open many? graves, so para players don't have far to go. So can can uh, can the Eels continue the decline of the Storm? Why are they going to get thumped? Comprehensively thumped. By how many? I've got to say 40 at least. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think the Eels. I don't will, know if Parra's going to score any tries. I think the Eels will lift much the same way as they have recently uh, in their game. Well, not recently, but you know, the way they aimed up against the, the Dogs for the most part of the game. I mean, they got blown away a touch towards the end, but you know, generally speaking, you know, through the middle forty, they were kind of aimed up fairly well. Um, I don't think Parra's going to score any tries, and I think they're going to get smashed. All right, interesting. No tries. Okay, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks versus the Canberra Raiders, Raiders at Toyota Stadium. Gallon going to be back? Gallon is hasn't not be, been, named, been named. And he hasn't been named on the bench or anything like that. Well, uh, they've still got Wade Graham and Todd Carney and the Raiders are still the Raiders. So I think the... Uh, I think Cronulla's will win. I think it'll be reasonably close. Um, but I don't think the Raiders will have enough in the tank to get over the top of the Sharkies. And I think Todd Carney might have a bit of a, a, bit of a day out against his old team. Yeah, and don't forget you've also got Blake Ferguson... Yeah. Coming up against his old team that he left in uh, not particularly friendly circumstances. Yeah, he won't be well received there for sure. But and um, roughly so. Yeah, I, I'd like Carney to have a big game against the Raiders and uh, I think he will. All right. Penrith Panthers versus the Sydney Roosters at Centimate Stadium at Penrith. Wow, this is a tough one to pick. It is a bit, isn't it? <sighs> Roosters coming off Monday night. I think they'll be down a little bit. Yep. Um, and I think that might be enough. I think Penrith will probably drew a win. They yep. need one for their confidence and for yep. their fans, and their fans, their long-suffering fans this season will deserve it. So Absolutely. I'm going to tip the Panthers out of respect for um, some of the people that are on Twitter and hurting their fan base, with the exception of Daniel Lang, because he is a prat. All right. And Monday Night Foot Bitch, the North cock. Queensland Cowboys versus the West Tigers up at Dairy Farmers. Wow. Tough road trip for the Tigers. Gareth. Not in the best form. That's great, Gareth. You're back. Gareth might get deep vein thrombosis on the way up. Gareth might 
knock some cowboys on their asses. We'll and see. their horses as well. we we'll And their fucking carriages. Might have a bit of ring rust. He hasn't seen a footy field in about a year. From and the, the guy playing the, the piano <laughs> in the corner of the bar. Right. And the bartender. Right. The barkeep. Yeah. And anyone else who stars in a fucking western. Gareth Ellis is going to ride into town and fuck that place up. The real X Factor is Tim Maltzen. How many tries is he going to let in this time? Zero, because he's signed a new contract. Back to the confident Tim Maltzen that dominated the NRL in, in the back end of last season. And in tandem with the return of Gareth Ellis. Uh, look, I mean, you know, I don't want to say 50. I don't want to say 50. But do you remember the do you, do you remember the statistic? What was the statistic there about Tigers winning games with um with a uh, big source in their side versus losing games? Isn't it like they always win if he's there, or almost always win if he's there, and they almost always lose if he's not? Well, that's true, but we do have the unstoppable force of Adam Blair in the front row, which is his preferred position. His preferred position. And we've would got be on the Gareth, bench or, or not we've playing. We've got Gareth at all. Ellis back. Did I mention Gareth Ellis is back? You did. You did. And uh, can I just say I don't want to say fifty, but I'm going to have to say fifty. To what? Oh, not many. You're fucking dreaming. 50 to 16. Fucking dreaming. You'd be lucky to win. 50. That's great, Gareth. Cowboys take the storm out of it. You know, they're going to take you out easily. That's great, Gareth. That is full time for episode 96. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. And like we're us up. Slowly, we slowly slowly well over 950 by the time the season's out. We want 1,000. You reckon? We want 1,000. I mean, we can. We, wow. Yeah, we tend to be able to. That's a West Tigers winning the Premiership type loft, lofty aspiration, though. Hey, you know, you got, you know, if you don't believe, you know, you can't achieve. I was going for a Manly Warringah scraping into the eight type realistic. <laughs> Goal. Where are you scraping into the eight? Um, now we're over nine forty. So realistically, what we've got like six rounds of the premiership left, plus you know another month of finals, plus there's got to you know there's just some post season thing happening with you know international teams beating you know Australia beating up on other countries. So there's plenty of time to do it. But we usually we should you can kind of do like ten a week. So we should be able to do it by the end of the regular season, not even the finals. I like it. So get Bring on it there. on. So like get on us there. up. Share us up. Exactly. iTunes, one new review this week. And it's a five-star review, so I'm not going to shit on it. But the title is uh, Queenslander, exclamation, exclamation, five stars, by someone by the name of uh, Abby Beckert. And uh, it just says, enough said. That'll do me. Tipping. I dropped nine places the 44th. Wow, you are so shit at tipping. You are 80th. <laughs> <laughs> not as shit as me on top of the table we had uh, a lot of guys staying in the same sort of position we got Whitey he's still on top three wins ahead of Skinny in second position uh, tied with It's Me Cookie Bra also Static in third position the top three unchanged Lanier he's back into the top in, into the top five he's tipping in, from a hospital bed he's in fourth position he got six last week so uh, maybe he just got um, away teams or something but uh, he's uh, one point uh, out of third and then we've got uh, Todd H 1987 who remains in fifth place uh, also tied on 89 and sixth place Andrew Smyrniotis he's dropped but he's also tied on points with uh, fourth place so there's a three of them on 89 fantasy I got 1,154 points with only 15 players in my side 
Uh, and you I are went, the king of fantasy. And I went five out of five for the wins. And uh, I'd just like to say a special hello to Trotters, our mate Devonhead, who had uh, all he had to do was Isaac Luke had to get about 50 something points, I think, to beat me. Couldn't fucking do it, could he? No. Nah. So uh, my side, Sands Gallon and Sands Justin Poor, who I haven't touched for three weeks because I didn't change the players. There you go. Five out of five, premiership winning qualities on display. You got 886. What's the deal there? What's it doing? I think I still had Paul Gallon as my captain. Yeah, that's what I did too. Did you have any other players out? That accounts for like 80 points. Hmm. And you would have got a vice captain. You probably would have had Woods or someone who. Yeah, Woods is my vice captain. Yeah. Uh, I think my excuse is I'm just not very good at fantasy rugby league anymore. Okay. I so, used to fucking dominate. So in the main comp that we're both in, um, you, you did defeat another cellar dweller side, though, owned by uh, Cruzy06. He's really shit. By seven points. So that means you are now He's one win really out of... shit. Yeah, well, you were tied before this game, but now you're one one win ahead of him. And you're tied with, uh, with Jono as well. He's also as shit as you. So I think you're actually third last on four and against. Wow. But you're one win off the spoon. Yeah, that's all right. So you've beaten both my of the guys. Team name, what's my team name again? Undefeated. Uh, undefeated. You haven't got the asterisk in there yet, though I keep telling you, though. Um, and I don't know if I can change it. Oh, can't you? I, I, I'm sure I do change their name uh, on this week. Okay. Anyway, should uh, endeavour to do that. Hit the shop, thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop. We got all that good shit. Yes. People have been buying too lately. They have. We've had a few orders which have all gone. Yep. Good to see. Yes. Good times. So, so uh, uh, when you get your merch, post some pics on Twitter, Facebook, whatever takes your fancy. Yeah, exactly. You know, show us the love. Give us a bit of love and some oil and some whipped cream. <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> And buy stuff from onnit.com and use the code TWIL. You won't regret it. And uh, it it'll improve your love life where you can use the oil and the whipped cream and our merch. <sighs> See how things go around in circles? Every fucking section of the show tonight, every single one Nathan, almost. Even though you're talking settle about the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week. See ya. See ya. If you're into UFC, strike force, and mixed martial arts in general, make sure you listen to This Week in MMA. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TWIMMA.com. It's out every Friday morning. It's free. Get on it.